Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. For over 30 years, Isles Contracting has been the area's gold standard for excellence. Need a new roof? As GAF Master Elite Contractors, we install the industry's highest quality roofing products, backed by GAF's lifetime warranty. And with available financing options and no money down, we make your roofing project easy from start to finish. Head over to Isles, that's E-Y-L-E-S, contracting.com to learn more. And mention this ad for $500 off your roofing project. Hey, this is not a. T- <laughs> my nigga. He did stretch it a little bit. The yeah, good. The good, but, but not then the, the morning isn't morning. It's morning. Like yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. like it. I like mine's better. Yeah. Tweak this. Okay, we got we're it. good. We're good. Oh, right. we're good. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Are we back? Bye, Travis. See you, partner. Bye, Travis. Mike's hot. Wait, are you cueing the music or me? You. Okay. All right, ready? We want to talk boxing. Real boxing. TheBoxingVoice.com. The kid is back. And I ain't going nowhere. And all you motherfuckers out there watching this know who you see every fucking day. Ness Hainer. My consistency is unmatched. You ain't been here 12 years in this shit. And I'm gonna be here tomorrow. I don't need no fucking deal. Listen to me because they gonna come listen to me. Nest Hainer. Don't leave. <laughs> True birds, motherfuckers. NSDS promotion. And all you motherfuckers out there watching this know who you see every fucking day.
Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I had the fucking YouTube video playing in the background. Uh, we had a couple of technical difficulties. It is what it is. Uh, we're getting to know each other here, and 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 obviously, you know, TBV has a very uh, unique setup. So hopefully, you guys can hear me. I see you in the live chat saying that you do not hear me. But good morning to everybody that's up early with us. It is six a.m. or six eighteen here on the West Coast. You know, uh, Las Vegas, and I'm joined alongside Ringwalk Danny yet again. Daniel, buenos buenos días. Good morning, champ. We back with another one. Oh, man, back, every back. day, we, every day. We're back with another show in studio. Yes. Right? Living uh, the dream. Definitely living the dream. Uh, it's fight day. It's fight day here in Las Vegas, down the street, Mandalay Is Bay. It? Who's fighting? We got Keith, one time, <laughs> one Thurman. Time. Uh, obviously, yo, did you see how he was pounding his chest? Yo, the, is, he, is he hyped or is he trying to hype himself up? I think he's hyped right back. Uh, first fight in 931 days. Damn, don't we got to add? Is it 32 now? No, 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 no. From from his last fight to today, it's 931. Oh, so they're just, you know, they just went with the end number. Right, right, okay. right. I thought every day we had to add one. <laughs> add, add, nah, <laughs> we're not adding another day. Nah, champ. Uh, so obviously he got his comeback mm -hmm. first fight. Uh, he's going up against Mario Barrios. Mm -hmm. Barrios first fight at 147. Mm -hmm. His first fight since his tank knockout. All right. So uh, wait, be... wait, wait. That sounded almost like if it's a casual listener. Oh wow, he knocked out Tank. No, his since first being knocked, knocked out by Tank. By tank. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So it'll be interesting. That's right down the road here in Las Vegas, Leo's. Comeback since being knocked out by Tank as well. Um, obviously, across the pond, we have Chris Eubank Jr., Liam Williams. We have Clarissa Shields, um, you know, defending her unifi unified titles. So it'll be, you know, obviously. Good weekend. Lot, yeah, good weekend. Uh, good day I'm of fights. I'm not paying for that fight TV shit. I don't even, we don't even have time. I'm pretty sure, like, when we're done with this, the zone will just be starting. Then no, we gotta the, go change because the, the zone. Then, the zone is tonight. We also have the zone, but that's tonight. That'll be on at the same time as Thurman. Exactly at the same time. You sure? Because at, that's a UK card, ain't no, it? No, it's in Arizona. Uh oh, that's right. It's the Cuadras, uh Bam Rodriguez. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Garcia hit me up. I was trying to get him in studio. He's in Phoenix. I forgot. I'm like, actually, you you reminded me. I'm like, the hell is Robert Garcia doing in Phoenix? And then you was like, yo, he's he's training Bam for the fight. I didn't even know that that fight was like, I, I knew he stepped in. I didn't know it was this weekend. Yeah. That's crazy. He was he's already stepping up. Two and he's classes. stepping up on short notice. And he's jumping well, up to weight classes. He was already on the card. He was already on the card. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so was Korobov and Charlo. That doesn't matter. Like, you're training eight weeks for a certain style. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So he's jumping up two weight classes, uh, jumping up to fight for a title, his first title opportunity. So definitely a lot of boxing going on today. Um, a lot to talk about. And it's funny because we are talking... Well, we're going to start the show talking about something totally different. that has Absolutely. I mean, something that, that deserves the time, though. Like, this has been going on, and, and, and I think that there's just been, uh, for me anyway, right? Because the way that I choose topics, 
if I can find something that is official rather than rumored to be or, you know, just like what we got here, which is back and forth, John. Like, we don't really have any announcement to give the public on George Cambosos, who holds uh, the belts that he snatched from Tio, and Devin, who holds the last piece of the puzzle. There's really nothing to report other than that they're still bickering back and forth about Dinero, Dinero, Dinero. And it's very sad because you question how powerful is Canelo that that he can, you know, just decide, you know what, I'm going to, oh, you're all on camera just wiping the coffee. He just massaged the coffee into his jacket. Yo, and why did he think no one was watching? <laughs> I, I should have looked at the screen first time. <laughs> Yo, that's twice though. <laughs> Yesterday you did it too, but you got lucky. No, they, they didn't have you on camera. It's all good, man. It's it's early. It's you know six. I was gonna more. ask. It's funny. I was gonna ask you that. Like, and then I just said, you know what? I, I don't need to ask you how has it been waking up this early because obviously you're a military man or nah, air force nah, guy. Fuck no, all, fuck all that, bro. Look, uh, I'm used to being up overnight. Mm. Like, I'd rather work overnight than have to get up early in the morning to work. Mm. That's just how I am. Yeah. You know, but I also have a... I, I have yeah, but a, you have that third shift for a while, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I was in the military seven years. I probably worked overnights. And, and, and to be clear, for those out there that don't know, uh, this is the face of a hustler. He picked third shift strategically. He's not from Las Vegas, originally from Chicago, moved to Vegas uh, with the Air Force, strategically picked the third shift so that he could work all night, get a little bit of sleep, still be able to go to press conferences and weigh-ins and things during the day, finish that, and turn around and go back to work at night. So the face of a hustler, you know, even though he's wiping coffee on his chest, he's still a fucking hustler. <laughs> you know? Nah, absolutely. Nah, that's exactly what Bro, I... like, that's that's some fucking, you know, late nights and, uh, and early mornings. That's uh, definitely some dedication. But it all came full circle. You know, it's funny. I remember you telling me one day, you said, when they working... No, no. When, when they, they sleep, sleep I'm, I'm working. working, and when they working, I'm working harder. That's right. So you know, uh, sacrifices. You know, my dad always told me you could rest when you dead. So like, I, I say that shit too, man. I sleep when I'm dead. You, you know? know. So uh, no, nah, man. But uh, back to Cambosos and yeah, Haney. You know, obviously a lot going on there. Should uh, we Should we start with the actual tweet itself? And uh, let's start with the tweet for those who don't know, who didn't see it. George Cambosos. Uh, well, it, it was Lou DiBella, but no, it was George. Lou was Lou responded to George. No, 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 no. See, you got it wrong, but but right, wrong but right, my friend, wrong but right. So it was George, but George was responding to uh, Andre Dakota of all people, one of our pound for pound supporters. So uh, one, can can I get a screen share here? Um, yeah, so Andre started this, bro. Shout out to Andre. You are the truth, right? So uh, this is the tweet in question. No, but there was one before that. I know. Okay. This is the tweet in question with Lou DeBella responding to our pound-for-pound listener. I mean, he's been listening for over seven years. Now, uh, there is George Cambosos. Here is Andre <laughs> himself. 
And this is the original tweet from George. So Andre read George's tweet that was published 14 hours ago, which obviously read, when I said we can talk, I meant it. I didn't expect Haney for you to manipulate and play games. Eddie Hearn, what's wrong with your boy? With an exclamation point. I didn't really like that. I, I don't like when men call other men boys. Um, and I'm going to just, you know, elephant in the room. It's not very nice, uh, you know, because of the uh, historical racism for a white man to call a black man boy. Like, yeah. it's just, it triggers a black man. Absolutely, absolutely. But continuing on, he says, yes or no, does Zone Boxing got no faith in him? Hey, Vasil Lomachenko, tell Bob Arum to make a serious offer to Lou DiBella. I'm waiting. So then our very intelligent listener... Obviously knowledgeable, knowing the sport. He comes back. He's just a fan. He tells one of the fighters he watches on social media. This is the beauty of social media because they bring you closer to the person that you allegedly hate, love. You know, you're a fanatic. You can, you can, you can actually touch them virtually. So Andre did that. And he says to George, this man has no TV deal. So he is baiting both DAZN and ESPN to give him more money. Let him Lose his own bout without Haney. Host. Oh, excuse me. Host his own bout without Haney or Loma. No TV relationship equals no power, just mandatories. So George comes back and says, I got plenty of uh, TV broadcasting options, mate. But how bad do these guys want their TV broadcasting partners to have their geographical location is the real question. So what that translated to me is, Look, we we got TV money. They got TV money, but their TV money comes with the zone picking the location of the fight. You know, um, I don't know how it's an issue when we, you and I both know, Eddie's already been on social media that there is the possibility of launching in 2022 the Australia. So. Why wouldn't the zone want it in Australia? You know, when I when I spoke to Eddie uh the first week of December for Haney's last fight, the fight with Jojo Diaz, when I spoke to him, I specifically asked Eddie, What are your goals for 2022? Mm -hmm. Eddie told me the zone Australia was amongst them, and he went as far as saying he already had numerous fighters, uh he was eyeing from the Australia region, you know, things to already launch, um, you know, the zone Australia. So to me, it just makes the perfect sense. You know, when I read George's response to, you know, our listener, Andre, I thought to myself, what American TV options could that be? You get what I'm saying? Because obviously top rank is tied, tied up with ESPN. Mm-hmm. Matchroom is uh, tied up with the zone, zone, PBC with Fox and Showtime. So, what other options in America? Um, the only thing I could think of is that Lou spoke to Showtime. No, I, I'm thinking ESPN because well, he, well, that's obvious. You know, that's obvious because of the uh, Lomachenko bait, and that's what I've been saying to anyone that would listen. Like, smart money is picking Lou to. Convince, let's not forget Peter Kahn, the manager, and convince Cambosos not to undispute and instead fight Lomachenko, 
convince them somehow that that's a bigger fight. But in in reality, it's 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 Lou strengthening his relationship with Top Rank. I mean, just look at it. Where has Lou's fighters been getting television time with Top Rank? So you know, you one hand washes the other. That's a, that's the simplest metaphor I can give. Bob Arum would get frustrated. I don't know would it sever the the business relationship. But again, I mean, <laughs> I'm from the street. I like to keep it there. Uh, you getting money with me. That's, now all yeah. of a sudden, now all of a sudden you on, right? You on now. But but you was getting money with me. But now you get this big Cambosos money and you're on. And now you don't need me? Now you about to go fuck with them dudes across the street now? I got an issue with it. Right. So, you know, you got to be careful if you're Lou. What you do in this situation, uh, because you don't want to ruffle the feathers. You, uh, he just got Stephen uh, Big Shot Shaw, Stephen Big Shot Shaw on on, on uh, ESPN at the Tulsa show. That's another one of his heavyweights. You know, go back to December. Obviously, Kome in that Lomachenko fight. Um, and think about the leverage there. Devin is offering Richard Kome a title a, shot. Exactly. A I mean, no, enough said, but I'm going to keep saying it only because there's casual listeners out there that, that need to be educated. You know, Lou somehow convinced the grown man that it was better to fight on ESPN for a non-title fight with a dude with no belt coming off a loss instead of... No, no, coming off of a win. Who, who did Loma beat? Uh, his, no. his win over Kome was the first win. No, oh, no, no. Who he fought after uh, uh, Tio? Nakatani. Oh, that's right. And he did a good number on Nakatani. Yeah, you know, styles make fights, though. But the point is, somehow they convinced him to fight a dude without a belt instead of going to get that last piece of the puzzle. You know? Komei could have tried to beat Devin and been in the situation that Devin is in now, where he's at least negotiating uh, whether uh, it's successful negotiations or not. He's at least doing that for Undisputed. So I, I don't understand, man. Um, I, I definitely feel that Lou is going to be trying to do what's best for him and his fighters, not just Cambosos. Every fighter does, every, every promoter does this. They, they get a big name fighter and they leverage him. I'm not saying that Cambosos is a big name, but he's in a big time situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he has three of the four major titles at lightweight. And, you know, he does have leverage to some extent because of it. Exactly. However, uh, you know, the consensus is you can't be undisputed when there's dispute. And to me, that's the fight that makes sense, the most sense next. But obviously, like you said. But uh, when does boxing do what makes sense or do, or do, do what's right? Like. That's why I actually love this sport because it, it's it's always twisting and turning. It doesn't Absolutely. just go straight, you know. So let uh, let's read Lou's response to. Yeah. Let me get a screen share, uh, George. So this is Lou DeBella's response. You, you want to take it away? You want to be Lou? I'll take it away. Um, not worth talking business with clowns, champ. There are numerous international powerhouse media companies wanting to televise, stream, pay per view your fights right now. Australia is a major market. Funny how none of them want to pay for Haney 
or meet his demands. I didn't understand that, bro. What, what, what does that even mean? I didn't understand the last part. Yeah. Uh, funny how none of them want to pay for Haney or meet his demands. You know, so what does he mean? None of these powerhouse media companies that want to televise the fight want to pay for Haney and, or meet his demands? Well, you know, which, which uh, is interesting because, you know, like... We've been saying Haney has made good money since teaming up uh, with, Eddie. with Eddie in that co-promotional deal. Obviously, the zone is a, a part of that. So I don't, I don't really understand, you know, because Haney's making more money than than Camboso. So I don't, I didn't really understand what he meant by that. Um, obviously, we're not part of the negotiation. We're not seeing what demands or what. But what demands can you have when you're the one getting one of the shots? Uh, from a two-part, you know, vaccine, you're the one verbally saying in, in every interview that you're going to Australia to fight this guy. I, I, how is it that Haney and his team are the problem? How is it that the the the, the company that just bid thirty-two million dollars in a purse bid for a fight that didn't belong to them is 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 giving Cambosos financial issues like? The I'm same company. Let the, me tell you. The same company. Hold on. The same company that mm-hmm. bid on your fighter at hand right now in George Campos. Yes. That bid. That was the backup bid to save this deal. That and they had no stake in that. Like mm-hmm. the Matchroom had nothing to do nothing, with that fight. Nothing. And obviously for the casuals, he's talking about when Matchroom bid for Tio. Versus Camboso, you know they were they were the the runner up, runner up. But that was the bid that you know they were the ones that actually presented the money and ended up having the event yeah take Triller place. forfeited, so they lost their money on the deposit and they didn't want to you know continue to put the back end, so they, they you know it's a penalty. You know, so obviously Eddie and Matchroom bidding on that fight had a lot to do with hey we have a light lightweight champion, mm-hmm. let's. And they did a lot of programming behind that. Not only did they bid on that fight, but they spent money to to, to bring Tio and his father, have him on the telecast, have he and Haney meet on the telecast. He and Haney, you know, have a back and forth on the broadcast. So, you know, uh, again, I don't believe this. I think this is all leverage. This is, or leveraging. This is Lou Cambosis. They're playing hardball. They're trying to see who's going to present the best offer. When he does say international powerhouses, automatically I started to think MTK, Probellum, because more and more we're seeing fighters fighting on Probellum. I mean, someone just got, with a decent name, someone just got a main event on Probellum. I'm like... Uh, I know Rigandale has an upcoming fight. Look at uh, that. In Dubai. Look at that. In Dubai, of all places. But So there you go. You know, and, and, and there's more. I'm telling you, I just seen someone is fighting in Dubai, and I'm like, oh, wow, look at this guy. You know? And it's Probellum. So uh, I don't know any other international powerhouse, you know, uh, especially in the game. I, I, I'm going with Probellum and MTK. Look, uh, I, I didn't even know this. Oh, um, I always butcher his first name. Oshaki Foster, who yeah. is he fighting? He's fighting uh, some dude, Muhammad Kuja Yakabuf. Oh, man. In a WBC world title. In Ele- Dubai. In Dubai. Dude, and he's got the silver. Let me tell you his poor story. This is crazy because he's got to win this fight now. 
He's, Look, and they're bringing back John O'Carroll. That's the one. John O'Carroll's coming back. And that picture looks horrible. Let me tell you, he looks so old in that picture. That is, is, this is his second Pro Bellum fight, right? Uh, uh, I don't know, I wanna but... Say, I want to say he was... Yeah, he was on a show in December. They, they did a bad bad job on that picture. What what what, what feed are you on? That's your own feed or, or a specific... Uh... This is uh, Pro Bellum's Twitter page. Oh, okay. Look, uh, again, March 25th, Louis Ritson... Uh, Dejan Slatikanen, um, who is... Yo, Slatikanen is back? Yeah. Crazy. The last time I've seen him was when Mikey Garcia baptized him. Tell me about it. That was Mikey Garcia's comeback. Let fight. me get a screen share there, George, so I can just show... Look at this this poor picture. No, first of all, first of all, this is Osaki Foster. Um, and it's crazy, right? If you, find, if you Google it, I'm sure you'll see that uh, WBC just made him some something. He always had the silver for like the last three years, but he just got some sort of elevation. You know, maybe he's the next mandatory or something for that 130-pound uh, Valdez belt. But as soon as that happens, this unknown dude <laughs> is about to fight him. I hope he don't lose his opportunity now uh, by dropping the ball in this fight. But I want to show the public this particular picture they need to do a better job with their graphic designer. Jonah Carr looks tired here, man. He looks a little old in here. Look at this. He he was uh, training out here in Vegas for... He trains a lot. I mean, remember he yeah. did the whole training camp with uh, Tevin, too? And uh, I, he was in... Haney's in, camp. In Haney's Haney camp. used them for Jojo Diaz. Um, But yeah, man, this, this whole, you know, Lou DiBella and... Uh, just the, the Haney Camboso situation is a little depressing, you know. Uh, it didn't take this long for Crawford to undispute when Ndongo beat Tronowski and Ricky Burns. He was ready to undispute. Um, same thing with Canelo when he took uh, Billy Joe's belt. He and Plant immediately got to work uh, and, and, and hammered out a deal. Look, Tyson and Usyk came to a deal. Were so close to undisputed that AJ was contemplating taking that step, step aside. aside money, and obviously he wanted five million more. He wanted twenty five point five, and that's why it didn't happen. Uh, according to Tyson Fury, he says you know AJ and Eddie blew ninety million dollars. They're clowns, yada yada yada. But the point is, people are usually. Uh, Desperately trying to undispute, you know, this 135-pound division has been plagued with uh, devaluing true undisputed, you know, and it, and it's all the WBC's fault. Even before franchise, it was their fault for allowing Vasil Lomachenko uh, to fight for a vacant title versus Luke Campbell, when never being in the rankings. The favoritism that the sanctioning bodies show, and don't get me wrong, like, it is logical, you know, uh, Vasil with all his accomplishments and, and everything that he did in the amateurs, everything that he did as a pro up until that point, if you petition to the WBC and say, hey, look at me, look what I've done, can you not rank me? I want to fight for your belt. I can see the WBC, uh, you know, being able to rank a champion even though they don't normally rank a champion, but he is requesting it. And he's a big-name fighter. Again, WBC is a business. Even though they're nonprofit, 
their business. Absolutely. They need they need to put their Jordan on their sneaker. And their Jordan is the WBC belt. So, you know what I mean? So, so let me ask you a question just because I'm And by Jordan, I mean Michael Jordan. Absolutely. That's the only Jordan there is. Oh. Um, There's Jordan Baker. Shout out to Jordan Baker. Florida, pound for pound supporter, TBV. Let me ask you this, though, because I'm seeing a lot of comments uh, relating to this in the chat. Mm-hmm. Devin Cambosos. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is more deserving of... Deserving, oh boy! We're, no, no, I'm saying, who do you? How's think, he gonna use this word? Who do you think is is more deserving of, of the bigger payday, or do you think it should be like a fifty fifty, or do you think like of the split? You yeah, mean the yeah. actual split of their of their right purse? I mean, Cambosos. He he deserves it. I don't know that he'll get it because Devin already has such a high mandatory minimum, but I'm sure Devin is gonna be willing to take less money too, though. If Dev gets those belts, it's a wrap. First of all, he'll be in, like Mickey Bay said a couple of days ago, he'll be in the history books automatically. Not even Floyd undisputed at that age. They won't be able to take that from him. Absolutely. And T.O.'s accomplishments eventually will be forgotten because he didn't true undispute. The history books won't remember that they're not going to say, oh, almost undisputed. You, you know, they're not gonna give a fucking explanation about franchises and 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 what Vasil did nah, or did not do. Absolutely, and you know, for, for the people that argue, like, go on the WBC's website and you tell me who's listed as the champion. Exactly, because it is indeed Devin Haney. You know, mm-hmm. so I just I I don't get it, but that's why this fight. He needs must to be happen. a difficult fight, though. He must be a, like, how is it that fighter after fighter. After fighter, I mean, just think about it, right? Ryan doesn't want to fight him, didn't want to fight him. Well, let's start Vasil. Vasil and his team, Uh, you were there in Yeah, no, Vasil accepted. Cancun, right? Cancun? Yes, Mexico. Cancun, Mexico, WBC convention. um, Was it, it was Carl Moretti, right? It was Carl Mm, Moretti Moretti, that you did the interview with. even Usyk was there. Glimas? Yes, he was. And they petitioned for the franchise. For the title. franchise, so come on, like don't say you you wanted the fight. No, but talk they your never, way out of the fight. They never said they wanted to fight. First of all, Moretti's on record on my interview calling Devin Haney a good little fighter. Uh, Vasil's on record in numerous interviews saying that Haney needs experience, and maybe he did. Watching the Linares fight, he needed to go through that. He needed to see. Listen. Don't get lackadaisical. Just because you beating somebody's ass, don't start coasting. And he did. He got caught. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't want to get caught with Loma. Maybe Loma could have capitalized what an older, you know, more removed Linares couldn't do. So everything happens for a reason. Haney got the names and the experience that he needed. Um, I always thought he would be able to beat Vasil. The same way I picked Tio to beat Vasil. It's funny because now my opinion has changed. I, I thought any natural 135 pounder with some decent skill would beat Vasil. And then, you know, he beat the shit out of Nakatani and Kome. Not that I thought that those guys were skilled, but if we thought weight and height were one of the factors why he would lose, they sure didn't take advantage of those, you know, of that. You know, obviously, styles do make fights, and mm-hmm. you know, although Nakatani is a really good lightweight, same as Kome, they're not 
to the level when we speak of the the Devin Haney's and the Vasil's, you know, of the world. So uh, styles make fights. That's why they get in there, you know, before Cambosos, Nakatani gave Teofimo Lopez his most challenge, challenge, challenging task, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why they got to step in there. But, you know, I'm on the WBC website. It's It has a nice picture of Devin Haney. And yep. it's, it says lightweight champion next to his name. And uh, there's a lot of dispute. And to me, Teofimo Lopez was not undisputed. To me, George Cambosos isn't undisputed. Um, I was fortunate to be at that fight between Lopez and Cambosos in New York, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend. Beautiful atmosphere. And let me tell you, it was absolutely without a doubt a pro Lopez crowd, but Cambosos won that crowd over. And I feel like Cambosos has won over a lot of the American fans that may have not been, um, you know, in tune to who he is. We need that fight next. Why why are we bullshitting? Why are we bullshitting? Because let's, let's because make that fight happen. The, this is the excuse you'll hear from Lou DeBella and even Peter Kahn. And and I mean no disrespect, but well, Cambosos for a former champ on on their soil. Last three of his four fights have been on the former champion or the champion's backyard. Uh, he's earned his shot at defending those titles at home. That is their response to you. This is why Cambosos is in some sort of tough negotiations because he deserves everything that's coming to him because he did the heavy lifting. That's what they. That is. No, I, that I is. Hear you. That is what they're gonna run I, with. I hear you. You know, to me also though, it's like okay, where are you gonna get more eyes on it? You know, he talks about a stadium fight in Australia. Mm-hmm. Very true. You know, uh, a couple years ago, I don't know if you remember, there was another stadium fight in Australia. And the clear victor was robbed. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, where can more money be generated? You know, site fees. It's just a lot. So to me, it just it has to make sense. And the only way for a fight for George Cambosis to make sense has to be Devin Haney next. Because we need one champion in the lightweight division. One face, one name, and his name is... George Cambosos or Devin Haney? No, what is it? One face, one name, one champion. And his name is the winner of George Cambosos and Devin we Haney. We need an next, man. We definitely need an next. Like I said, they need to stop bullshitting. Um, there was, you mentioned earlier in the show, Canelo, Caleb Plant. After Canelo won the third title. Mm-hmm. Um, no, boxing fans are going to say, no, yo, hear, but it's Canelo. No, hear me, though. What I was getting at is, remember, they were trying to make it for Mexican Independence Weekend in September they couldn't make it happen quick enough. Happened a couple months later, but it was still only five months mm-hmm. after Canelo fought Billy Joe that that fight no, but because, happened. Because he had a goal. That's what I'm telling you. He had a goal. Cambosa's goal wasn't to be undisputed. Cambosa's goal was to beat Tio. And now that he's done that, the, the goals have shifted to generational wealth. Securing your family's life. I mean, I'm sure he didn't. I'm, we both. I mean, his his public record. What he got paid for the T.O. fight. So it's not like he's rich, you know. Unless 
you consider a million dollars rich? And I don't even know that he was able to take home a full million after his cut into Lou, his cut into Peter, taxes. You and, know, and, and, I'm sure you got to pay international taxes no, too, right? And puertos. And 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 let's also remember, Lord, you know, he had like a freaking eight nine month training camp. Those expenses add up. You know those those training camp. Yeah, man. You know all that. Adds but I think up. at that level, you know, he, he he, you know, at that level, he had never gotten the big payday fight. You know, maybe maybe you know someone was uh, fronting them. You know, possibly. Um, maybe the team, the the the, the uh, immediate team. You know, maybe even Lou, maybe Peter Kahn, maybe the trainer. Possibly. All, all seen uh, the but potential. Regardless, you know how long was he out the ring? You know because of the T.O. fight, it was delay after delay after delay. So that was one. You know he had one fight in the mm-hmm. time period that maybe he would have had at least another, if not two, two more fights in that time period. You get what I'm saying? That fight just needs to happen next. Um, we do have a super chat from Mrs. Stelia Chain. How much do you think? Oh, it was Chin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is, Mrs. Steve Chin. Uh, how much do you think this fight is worth, Ness? Oh man, I can't put a a price on it, um, because, bro, I didn't, I would, I didn't, I didn't think that they would pay Crawford six million to fight Porter. I didn't think that. I mean, look how much. Even Triller, granted they didn't show with the money, but how much they bid. Yeah, no, but the, I mean we got to talk about Triller actually paying people. You know, um, Tyson Fury, Dillian White. You know what I'm saying? Forty two million. We got to see if that happens. We see. We learned last year that just because you win a purse bid doesn't mean that the winner actually puts on the fight. You know, they could forfeit and lose their deposit. You know, just as Triller did, you know, in exactly. that Tio and Exactly, fight. we learned that. We learned that. So it's like, I'm not getting too excited. Man, there's a lot of people in the chat really saying like, Devin can't win on points in Australia. I mean, we did see what happened to Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn, but uh, I just think that they can't rob Devin. Because his fights are never close. Like Linares won a round. Okay, you want me to you want me to be an extremist? Give him the round where he hurt Devin and then everything after that. So it, three it, rounds. It's still not enough. Yeah, that was three Jojo, rounds. Jojo, it's not close enough. Like it won't be close enough. He's too skilled, too fast. Um Unless, again, we completely underestimate George once again, and he does have effective aggression, but that I, I don't think he, he, I don't see him outboxing. Devin is long, you know, uses a very good jab, and he has the discipline, you know, to, to stick to a game plan. Now, obviously, uh, some will say, Ness, what are you talking about? He got caught for not sticking to the game plan, but at least we know my man could stick to a game plan for six rounds. You only need one more. You know what I'm saying? It's a race to seven. Well, Keith know, one time Thurman told you that. And 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 let's remember, Devin had the first nine in the bag. It was at that's the what I'm end saying. of the tenth, you know. And but, but what I meant by saw, the six is that's when he picked it up and started saying, you know what, I'm gonna take Leonidas out. And he uh uh-uh, uh started staying in the pocket. But yeah. one through six, he outboxed the shit and out the, of him. And then we saw 
uh, you know, in the JoJo fight, how smart he was about it. Mm-hmm. He knew when to get in. He knew. But he, JoJo still landed on some to the body. But he was a southpaw too. Is Kembos a southpaw? I don't remember. Um, so while you look that up, I'll just interject our no, other topic. I'm pretty sure he's orthodox because he dropped Tio with the right. Okay. He did. It was the right hand. Tio's back leg just gave out. You, you you ever been like standing in line and shit and someone comes behind you and, and taps the back of your kneecap? Yeah. And then when you when you almost fall, they're like, Oh, you're just hungry. That that that's how Tio looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So George, when he got hit in the chin, that, so, so, that back leg just so gave George, out like a kickstand. You know, George is um orthodox. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, but look. So that so look, that's George, one element look, that he doesn't even have to worry George, about that South George Paul Cambosos style. last three fights, and I will say, just for argument's sake, he was on the road. No, but that's what I told no, you hear this, me. the excuse would be. Hear me. His last three fights have all been won by split decision. Exactly. Even the fight against uh, Mickey um, Bay. Mm-hmm. Even the fight with Mickey Bay. Was and Lee Selby. And that's what I'm saying. Look, uh, Mickey Bay, thank you for coming into the studio this week. I love him, but he's he's not. At that time that he fought Cambosos, he's not. Who Devin is today? I mean, absolutely not. You know, and you know, and, at that and, time, and Lee Selby is a guy that started his career possibly at twenty two, even eighteen. I don't know. Can <laughs> click it? You're there. Where? Where? What? What did Lee Selby weigh in the beginning of his career? You know, and you're getting a split with with, with that dude. Um, I just think there's levels, and that's exactly why these negotiations. Yeah. See, see, negotiations didn't take long with Canelo. Why? Because he knew he could beat Plant. Yeah, I mean Lee Selby's Lee Selby's a featherweight, you know. So, so, so that was twenty six. Yeah, he started. So I was four pounds off, or you know, and I also tried to go two pounds even less. <laughs> I tried to put him in at one twenty two, uh, or excuse me, one eighteen maybe. But he's still a smaller man moving up, and that's what I'm saying. Like you're getting split decisions with older, faded. Not, I mean, it's just they're not Haney, bro. There is a reason this fight is being held up. But speaking of holdups, specifically when we're talking about fights, Ryan Garcia is allegedly back. ESPN is reporting it. Ryan is posting it. Oscar, Oscar. Now, 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 check did this you, out. Did you see his underwear pics? I did see his birthday underwear pics. Come on, that give was, some context. That was that was a bit. Let uh, me let me let me put it up on his uh, IG. But there's other IGs that have way more pictures. Like his own IG only has one of him, and then there's other pictures on the internet of the same day, um, different uh, angles and shit. First of all, is that is that the same woman? Let me get a screen share. Is this woman here who seems to be, you know, they look like they're in love here. I'm not even reading uh, this caption. Yeah, he says, so thank you to Holly Saunders for making life easier and stress-free. Boom, boom. So then, the, the, is this the same woman? Where And he's like, happy birthday to me. It is? Okay. Okay, Keenan thinks it's the same woman. I don't want to disrespect anyone, but I was very afraid to find her attractive due to the contouring of her cheek makeup. She, it's given me 
That's that's TS vibes. That's the girl. That, I'm a little afraid to think she's attractive because she's the way her makeup. She's looking a little manly. Like, yo, is she? That's the girl that was with uh, Vegas Dave. You know, you know Vegas Dave. No, help me. We sat next to her on a plane like last month. Okay, this okay. particular woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Holly Sanders. Yeah, she was with Vegas Dave. Vegas Dave is a uh, a very famous uh, gambler. Okay. Um. He's hit like a lot of big, like I'm pretty sure he holds the record for like the top three, top two or three biggest winnings ever in a sports book. <laughs> um, and he was at one point in time banned from every casino in, in Las Vegas. Um, I just don't get why yeah, Oscar but, loves taking fucking underwear pics for the public, bro. And then it's in tidy whiteies, bro. Tidy whiteies, like who? What man at 50 is wearing Fruit of the Looms right now? Is that a thing? Like, I, I didn't even know Tidy Whitey's at 50 was a thing. I'm a briefs guy, but... Bro, I'm I'm boxer briefs. The new ones, too. The the, the, the spandex ones? Yeah, yeah, they feel so much better. Shout what the fuck is Oscar doing in his little brother's <laughs> Superman underwear and, 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 and shit? In his chonies. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a, I think I got Ralph Lauren on right now. All but. right, I just got the message from heavyweight Jeremiah Milton. Just scored a big knockout, right, on uh, the Tulsa top-ranking ESPN card. Yes, sir. And... Um, He's going to be coming through, get his little victory lap in, talk some boxing with us. And you know we loving it. The, yo, the, the studio is going to see so many guests <laughs> on a regular basis, man. Shout out to Mike Leonardi, his manager. Congratulations uh, to the entire team on the win. <laughs> Heavyweight uh, Jeremiah Milton is now 4-0 with four KOs. Shout out to Sticky Paw Studios. When we say the studio, we mean Sticky Paw. Yeah. You know, I always hate that it's called Sticky Paws. And you don't get to smoke no sticky icky in this motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, it's funny. It's funny. You, uh, Keenan. Oh, you were in the car, right? So he's in the car with us, and he had his whole face <laughs> out the car like a Labrador retriever and shit. I'm like, bro, what's up? He's like, oh, I don't like the smell. I'm like, damn, you should have told me. Like yeah. a long time ago, <laughs> before I sat in the car. Imagine him sitting across from us and. You could smoke like right, like we are oh, right no, now. Because no, this place is, it, they would need an extractor because it's got a lot of lighting too. Like you, actually, uh, I like that smoky look, man. That, I love drink champs, man. They yeah. be chilling in there. Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, but yeah, man, you can also ask Jeremiah Milton a question if you choose to. Uh, you can head on over to our Patreon.com forward slash the Boxing Voice page. And click the link for the Axe Jeremiah Milton a questions post, and uh, we'll read it to him. For those, know, for and those say who, your name. who may not be too familiar, uh, Jeremiah Milton was in camp with Canelo and Frank Sanchez. Mm -hmm. Got sparring in with the both of them. Um, some good work from what I've heard. So you know we'll be able yeah. to talk to him about that. So for those of you, you know, definitely go to Patreon.com. And get your questions in. Obviously, we will have them in studio here in a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just got the message from heavyweight Jonathan Rice, who's also on his way and is scheduled to be right here in studio with us. Now, if you don't know who Jonathan Rice is, uh, he is the man to hold two wins back-to-back -back over Mike Polite Coffee, obviously friend of the show. Mike, where you at? <laughs> 
I hate that you're like, you know, you went dark on me. My man used to listen to this show before, you know, he got all popular and famous. And now, you know, he's just gone dark, man. And, and, and you you know, losing is a part of this sport. You know, uh, I, I remember Brazil took his loss to Wilder very tough. And that's how I feel like you're doing, Mike. You're taking his loss too tough. You ain't even responding. Like, come on, man. Get back on the horse. Let's get this motherfucking uh, shake that loss off, you know, and come back, man. Uh, you you just got to work on some things and get back in there, man. But, uh, yeah, man. I, 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 I wouldn't turn away from the sport at this age. I think he just got his highest payday, too. It was like a quarter mil. Like, you're not even done. You know what I mean? There's still so much more for him to do. And, and you know, I, I still believe, too, that boxing has changed in a way, Danny, so much in the last 10 years that you don't got to be a world champion to make a, a decent living and, 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 and retire with some money. Not retire with enough money to, to, to be settled in. Retire with enough money to start your own business, you know. Um, these guys got to start looking at life after boxing, but also utilizing boxing to get to that next level, you know. And it's funny because, you know, Berto said that, and and he's trying to do that now um, with his content creation and, and, and the amazing job that he's doing with that. Obviously, he's done his cooking show as well. But, yeah, man, uh, let me send another message to Mike because uh, – Like I said, man, he hasn't responded, man. These losses, they, 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 they fuck with a person's psyche, man. You heard, you heard Berto, man. Like that loss to Victor Ortiz fucked his life up in in his own mind. No, absolutely, and he said it. He's like, yo, you you need a different type of mental to deal with everything that comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, those are his only two losses. Is you, know, I'm Michael Coffey. That is, is, is to Johnny Rice. So. Hopefully, you know, we could hear from him soon and, um, you know, even have him on the show. So, uh, Johnny Rice, you know, coming off back-to-back victories against Michael. The biggest wins of his career, man. Michael, The biggest wins of his career. This changes his life. Uh, He's got a PBC deal after this win. And I got to show this, man. Let's get a little screen share. because check out this little skit he did on his TikTok. I gotta get I gotta get my TikTok popping. You called me. You called the wrong number with the wrong number. So what's wrong with these people, man? Hey man, this six figure giant, man. What's going on? They still act like I'm four figure. No man, this six figure. They still they still act like I'm five figure. Why are you calling me with that bull? Six figure Johnny finna be seven real soon. Six figure baby, money in the bank. So obviously what he's talking about is ever since he beat Mike Polite Coffee, he's getting his phones off the hook and people are offering him opportunities, but they're offering him four figure opportunities. So that's thousand dollars, you know, uh, purses. And he's saying, look, I'm a hundred thousand dollar fighter now. I'm a six figure fighter. I'm a six figure fighter. Soon to be a million dollar fighter. uh, Let's remember Johnny Rice went into the first Michael Polite Coffee fight coming off back to back losses. George, I think our first guest is outside. Very tall heavyweight, Jeremiah Milton. Uh, he should be walking out. He said, I think I'm outside. Uh, yes, sir. It's going to go down in a bit. If you haven't already done so, head on over to Patreon.com. You can click the link right here 
on our YouTube live chat where I have the Axe Jeremiah Milton question pinned. And uh, we're going to be talking Yo, to him and, in just a few minutes. And shout out to Jeremiah Milton, man. It's 7 in the morning here seven in Vegas. 7 in the morning. Listen, it's the Breakfast Club of Boxing, man. You got you to gotta understand, man. We hold some weight out here in these morning streets, man. People use us for their commute, man. But definitely shout out to him. Very appreciative. You know, who's showing up at this time? You know, the, Man, I got two people coming in at this time. No, that's two heavyweights, man. Shout out to Jeremiah Milton. You know, obviously... Uh, we're fortunate to have them in studio. We're fortunate mm-hmm. to have the studio. Um, you know, but it's different when you're on Zoom versus having you. Absolutely. There you go. Champ! All right, man. So we've just been joined by Jeremiah Milton, uh, heavyweight out of Tulsa, 4 0, 4 KOs, and uh, you're doing the victory lap. Thank you. Good morning. How are you, champ? Oh man, good, 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 man. So, so do I got to remind you, or you remember me exactly after I ran up on you in the mall? Hey yo, <laughs> turn this mic on, uh, Keenan. Nah, yeah. Uh, talking to it. We live. We live. I don't hear him. I hear. Nah. I don't hear him. Well, one moment as we. Uh, uh, there you go. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Nah, yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, still been still been pacing since you ran up on me. You know, what I'm <laughs> still been trying to get it done. You know, but. nah, you've gotten it done since then. I'm pretty sure things have changed, man. Yeah, it looked yeah. like it on the outside looking in for sure. Oh, that's right, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Like the main thing is, I just got to keep moving the way I'm moving. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and keep throwing myself out there. You know, jumping at different opportunities and whatnot. Well, speaking of opportunities, you have gotten a few since we've seen each other. Obviously, Danny Alvarez, no relation to Canelo Alvarez, but you were in that camp, and he was bringing that up to the audience uh, earlier. Give us a little bit, uh, some stories on that, man. How was your time with Canelo Alvarez and, and working with Frank Sanchez and just, just being amongst all those champions? Yo, family. You know what I'm saying? One thing I said about his family, you know, um, uh, Latin culture, you know what I'm saying? They they really embrace people, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, I don't fully speak the language when I go all down there, but, you know, they're getting better English, too. Uh, but, like, uh, one thing about it is, like, you know, it's just private gym, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is there to help each other. You know, Eddie is a really good guy, you know what I'm saying? The whole team is just, like, family-orientated. That's what's up, man. And how'd that situation come about? Obviously, they had you uh, sparring Frank Sanchez, but um, how'd you end up with that assignment? Dude, look, man, I'm telling you, like, one thing about it is you just got to keep putting in the work, man, and, and it'll get noticed, you know, like, uh, the boxing community, you know what I'm saying, uh, the, the fighter fan base, you know what I'm saying, has really took a, a liking to me out here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sparring with uh, my boy Johnny Rice, you know what I'm saying, he get the phone call to come uh, spar with uh, Charles Martin. You know, he can't do it, he got work op- op- obligations, and, you know, he's like, hey, I got a guy for you, though. And so he told me, do I want to go? I said, yeah, I'll go down there. Nice. I spar with Charles, you know what I'm saying? Charles is like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you really got something, dude. And then Manny's telling me that. Uh, and then they Manny managed. Robles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Manny trainer. Took a, Manny took a real like it to me. And, and Manny's a great, great coach. Learned a lot down there. Uh, so then he, uh, you know, then um, Charles's people, his their manager, whatever, tells Frank and them about me. And then, you know, next thing you know, uh, I'm getting a call to go out that way. And then they like, wow, you know, we you give Frank some of the best work. So... You, you got to keep coming back, you know what I'm saying? But my mentality ain't ain't a sparring partner. It's just, you know, like, I want to be around the best. So, For sure. So I'm working Soaking like it in. Soaking it in. 
and learning. You got now, some. You got some rounds in with Canelo as well, didn't you? I was supposed to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so okay. Like, and it was dead. It, they was dead serious about making it happen, man. It was uh, right before the Caleb uh, fight. You know what I'm saying? Like Eddie come over to me and, and Canelo was on me. Eddie Renoso. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Eddie, Eddie came over to me and Canelo was on me. And uh, he was like, "Hey, uh, you you come back Saturday and spar with Canelo?" I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that. I do that. Yo, I love it, man, because people call me crazy. I think he could beat Rivas. Before before Eddie Reynoso talked about Makabu, mm. I was telling my audience he could beat Rivas. I seen Rivas' last fight with Ryan Rosecki. Canelo beats Rivas right now. And for the cat. And he's sparring with Frank Sanchez. Did you get him to see him? You seen him in person or no? Well, uh, sparring Frank. No, I didn't see him sparring uh, with Frank. Frank was getting ready for his FA fight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, uh, he was dialed in on himself. Uh, but you know, I did watch Canelo train. You know what I'm saying? I seen it like close to person. You can watch YouTube videos. You can yeah. be like, oh yeah, he won 60. Nah, the dude is dude is cracking, and he's an accurate puncher. You yes, know what I'm he's a very accurate puncher. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to give him that. You know, obviously you were down there sparring with Frank, but what is something that you could say just from watching Canelo in the gym that you were able to take away? Um, You know, repetition, shot placement, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, think about it is like they come into the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and it's just the, the mindset that's in that gym, you know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't um, in there like uh, – you know what I'm saying? They they having a good time, but like it's just like boom, we're gonna get the work in, then we're gonna get out. You know what I'm saying? So like uh that that champion mindset, I think he he's been like the hardest worker I've seen. The hardest worker I've seen. But I mean it's with a purpose too. It ain't just like I'm just grinding myself to death. It's like, you know, this is the blueprint. And they got a system. Look at the wins in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like what they win eleven times in the last straight eleven, last belts. Mm. All the fighters in there. So mm. It's the system. It's the Definitely. system. Definitely. Yeah. Would you would you make uh you know, I was we we spoke about the uh FA and Frank Sanchez fight, and I feel that, you know, the majority of the people, you know, the consensus of the public was that FA hits too hard, you know, Frank ain't got the pop to to hurt him, to keep him off of him. Um what what is what you saw in the gym is that well reflected in the fight? Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. I, I say like this, um, Frank. We we uh, we know that uh, FA was gonna have the advantage on the power. You know, Frank knew that. Frank called it out. You know what I'm saying? But one thing about it is, uh, Frank can really box. He can really move. Um, and that's one thing I've been saying. You know. Uh, about F.A. is like, you know, he has his one trick, you know what I'm saying? It's a decent trick, you know what I'm saying? But, like, when you match that up against boxing, this is still the sport of boxing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can't get too happy about, you know, the power that I got. I got to still develop my craft, you know what I'm saying? Because I got some good power myself. But, you know, it, when it comes to boxing, you know what I'm saying, somebody putting these things on you, can't touch them, you know, then, then what you going to do? So, uh yeah, I think uh, in, in the last camp I was out there with Frank uh, right before he fought his Christian Hammer fight. He actually got he actually got stronger. Um, so I mean, I think it's just you know it take a while. You know what I'm saying to like get locked into what Eddie and them is doing. You know what I'm saying, and uh, you know that. But they on a solid growth trajectory. It looked like mm -hmm. to me. Um, being in there, did you like reflect on anything? Like, man, I need to be working a little harder. Or, or or did you look at how the way they were working and say, damn, 
I'm right on par with these guys. Like I've been doing what I need to do. Uh, you know what? Like it, it was about half and half. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, uh, you know, the biggest thing about me is always gonna be my heart. You know what I'm saying? And my and my um work ethic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, one thing I noticed is when I got in there, I, I can work more effectively. You know what I'm saying? So like, it like I say, I don't want to keep throwing that term out there harder because people will think they'll take that the wrong way and be like. Uh, you know, let me go put in some extra, you know, and they burn themselves out. But you can work more effectively, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, that's the biggest takeaway is, like, um, being in some of these camps. You know, uh, whenever I seen Fury and Wilder fight, because I was at that fight, you know, not to detract, um, that fight set the tone with the energy, though. So, I, that, that you know, the way they came out and tried to fight each other for the heavyweight division, um, I think, you know, that inspired me to come out and not, you know, play no games with boys. I'm trying to jump on them. So, how much you think your level has increased? Your, you know, your your skill because now you've gone around to different gyms, you soaked in different things from different trainers. Sure. Um, do you feel? Have you felt that? I guess uh, uptick in your skill in this last fight. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, one thing about it is you just got to wait and, and keep seeing me. You know what I'm saying? You just got to wait and see it develop. Um, you know, my last fight. You know, it was a last-minute replacement in Del Long. Um, but, you know, the the worst thing that could have happened in that fight was if I'd have let this man go any farther, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, or if he'd have made it out of the, second, out of the first round. Uh, you know, people was messaging me like, oh, yeah, he's going to slow down. He's going to – I wouldn't worry about none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was still giving him respect, and I approached it with, with, with that mentality. But, you know, showcase what I needed to showcase um, – and you know, did what I did, and showing like you know, there's just levels to the game, and when you're sticking around the best in the game, you know, your level go up. Now, obviously, uh, you you've gotten the win, but this is your second top ranked show. Have they expressed interest in a possible signing? Because I know it's been strategic too. Both times you've been on, both fights have been in Tulsa. You're obviously from Tulsa, so you know. They're using you for your name and, 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 and draw power in your home state, but have they started to take a liking and see the potential in you yet? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware, but, like, uh, you know, I, I signed a promotional deal with Tony Holden. Okay. So Tony Holden is out of Tulsa, um, and that's my promoter right now, and he works real closely with Top Rank. All right. Um, so, you know, I'm with Tony Holden, um, and I'm, I'm happy about the deal. Him and his son, Bryce, you know, they do a lot of different things. Uh, they did the Jake Paul card. You know, mm-hmm. they, they helped in whatever capacity that was. Um, you know, and then they got connections with Showbox and mainly top rank. You know, Tony's been in the game, you know, since like a minute, you know, talking about Iron Barkley throwback. Um, so, uh, you know, he has good relations with Bob um, and ESPN. So uh, that's giving me another opportunity to get on these cards now um, and to get my get my fights up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, I think they got a good plan for me. Whatever, you know, top rank likes me too, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what happens in the future, you know what I'm saying? Like if if there's that, uh, you know, necessarily partnership or however they do that on the boxing biz. But, uh, you know, all the guys at top rank, they all been buzzing about me, um, you know. So, like, you know, they, they push me like, you know what I'm saying, like I'm one of their own. You know, speaking of top rank, uh, it was the first time you were on their card in Tulsa. You had that... Uh that that knockout moment where he was like knocked out on the road, standing ropes. up, yeah. um, and we saw that. Let go. me get a screen share, Keenan. That went viral everywhere. Keenan, Keenan, I'm calling like like Keenan Ivory Waves, but you said Keenan. J- 
Key in. Key in. Like uh, put the key in the door. Yeah, key, key in, in the door, yeah. key in the door. Key in us. But here's the the, the highlight uh, on your Instagram for those people that aren't following. It's obviously uh, dreamland underscore Milton. But this is the, the knockout that we're speaking of. I mean, take us through this moment, man. You know, uh, there we go again. You see it like right there. You know, I'm, I'm just patient. Uh, and uh, the main thing about this um, was the fact that I didn't hit him again. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people really respected about the KO. Um, but, you know, I, I actually credit this um this one right here to Ortiz to a certain extent. Ortiz and Canelo, they kind of have, you know, a way that they set up their feints. Um, and, uh, you know, I was able to freeze them, and I never seen nothing like it myself, you know, and I was able to realize the situation. Uh, and when I seen the situation, you know, I'm, I'm just like, hey, this man, you know, he, he done. It's the first round. So you seen in my second fight on top rank, uh, when I dropped Dell, I was patient. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I didn't Can you go to that next? Yeah. I, I was real patient on the, on the second fight. Uh, and it's because, you know, I know I'm fighting a full round. That was a full round fight too. Um, these guys, you know what I'm saying, I want to I get them out of there in a spectacular fashion if I'm going to take them out. So, uh, yeah, just being more patient with my setup and being aware I'm in control of the game. I got to ask, um, you know, the sport obviously is protect yourself at all times. You brought up not hitting him again. Why didn't you? Because I know a lot of people like, oh, you know, if he would have, it's you know, it would have been clean. You know, the ref hadn't intervened. At Floyd that. did it. <laughs> the yeah, ref yeah. hadn't intervened up to that point. Um, what was going through your mind? Like, obviously, you saw you had him hurt on the ropes. What what went through your mind? You know, I think it's just, uh, you know, my level of awareness. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just different. I mean, I can only be myself in that ring. Um, you know, and when I'm in that ring, you know what I'm saying, I, I got very bad intentions, you know what I'm saying? But like the goal is, you know what I'm saying, to stop, you know, whatever's whatever's coming at me, you know what I'm saying? Whatever's trying to hurt me. That's how I that's how I assist, you know, my opponent's trying to hurt me, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to hurt him. That is what it is. Uh, you know, but it, do it go any further than that? Do I necessarily wanna catch a body? Never, never, you know what I'm saying? I don't you never hear me ever talk like that. Uh, and this was one of those moments to where, you know, I analyzed the situation. Something did not look right. Almost like he was having a seizure in front of me. You know, it is what it is. I was in my rights to hit him again. You've seen um, the homie Shushu. You've seen his fight last week. Yeah. Yo, he punishes this boy on the ropes. And I mean, you know, dog mentality, you know what I'm saying? That, that nothing's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's wrong with it. It's boxing. You know, I had a lot of people tell me, oh, I should have hit him again. You know, what if mm -hmm. he comes back? What if he does this? You know, this wasn't no championship fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, this dude ain't nothing like he. None of these guys, you know what I'm saying. In my opinion, even if I'd have fought the uh, Jason Bergman, you know, I, I'd have got him out of there in spectacular fashion. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just at that level to where I, I can do what I want to do with, in the beginning. Do you think that that your uh, counterparts may now question your killer instinct? Nah, well, you know that'd be good. Whatever, whatever they want to <laughs> think, whatever they want to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because. Uh, I can box, you know, I can crack, obviously. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get my respect in there. You just got to get in there and find out. Kian, let me get another screenshot here. This is your last performance. Uh, and, and I'm starting to pick up that purple's your favorite color. We'll get into it, though. <laughs> but uh, here's the, 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 the latest knockout. Boom. And uh, right temple shot, right? Right on, right on the top of the head, kind of. Yeah, shot placement. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it's, it's very important where you where you place your shots, you know. My team wanted to see me let my hands go, so, you know, I started thudding them a little bit, you know what I'm yeah. saying, as the rounds, uh, as the round kind of carried right, on. Ken. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, shot placement is one thing that I see, like, the, the better knockout artists do, such as, like, Canelo and mm -hmm. Ortiz and stuff like that. They just know where to put their punches. So, um... Things have changed a lot, man. Uh, now you're signed to a promoter. You, you've had a couple of television fights. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the 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 biggest thing I'm excited about is that you're working with Coach Larry Wade. How long has that been happening? No, nah, that, that's... That's been something from the jump. We from just, the beginning? Yeah, we just been, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that. You know, I've always been underneath the, since my professional career started, the Larry Wade banner. Okay. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, he has uh, his assistants as well, and they and they do they, they due diligence, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I've more closely worked with uh, people following his his plan, you know. And uh, we haven't got the even, we haven't even got the hit our full potential yet because, uh you know, he's he's still like uh, at the time he was still with track and his other you know fighters. You know what I'm saying? You have Caleb, you got Sean, you got Badu. Badu, Jack. Yeah. He had a lot, but it, yeah. things have changed. I, yeah, yeah. I hear Badu moving up or something like that. Yeah, I think he's at cruiserweight now. Yo, I mean, you know, Badu can do it. I don't, I don't really know what's going on with the man, you know, so I can't speak on it. But uh, but you know, Badu, you know, he he congratulated me for our last fight as well. But yeah. I'm with uh, all the guys, you know what I'm saying, that that done something in the sport, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, so Coach Wade, uh, we've only had opportunities to do camps. We haven't had opportunities to, like, really, like, build the foundation outside of camps. And that's something we're about to start back, you know, next week. We're going to start actually, like, you know, building, you know, because most of the time you get me, it's like, all right, let's get them in shape, you know what I'm saying? But, like, we talked about it, you know, after this fight and everything like that, because there's so much more we can actually do. So you'll see me on the scene with him a lot more. That's what's up. I, I, I definitely like that you're with him, man. He does a great job, did a fantastic job with uh, Badu Jack. You, I, I've rarely seen him tired, and he was always able to dig deep. Porter, of yes, always Porter. able to dig deep. One of my favorite you guys know, to watch. Plant. Yeah. I, I, I thought, man, I, fucking, I really didn't think he was going to get knocked out by Canelo. I thought he his legs, the whole the same thing yeah. like you being with Larry for all these years. I thought the stamina would be there, but yeah. I guess it's different, man. You know when you, when you got someone like that in front of you, yeah. it might not matter all the miles you run. It's it's a mental thing, right? It got to be that too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not not taking away anything from uh, Caleb's mental. You know, it's just you going in there with the the tallest task. You know, mm -hmm. we talking about Canelo fighting a heavyweight right now. Mm -hmm. That's what we led with. You know what I'm saying? So the man do have something. You know, he got something in him. Uh, and watching them that close. And, you know, uh, I like I like, I like like some of the things they do in their camp, man. You know, of course, that's that's the world champ. Uh, and they all they all do the same routine pretty much. You know, I don't see anybody. What I seen Frank doing was the same thing I seen Canelo doing. And, and like I said, that's, that's what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, Frank got a little bit more power this time. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, they doing something right over there. What um was there any surprise to you, right? Because at this point, uh you had already been around Canelo and been in camp with them. When they announced the 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 cruiserweight thing and you know to be mandatory for Junior McAboo or to be ranked number one, I should say, um, was there any surprise? Like, wow, like he's gonna go up, yeah. you know, for a fifth division. 
Yeah, no, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was I was surprised, but then it made sense. I was like, that's why they wanted to spar me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, I had nothing um, when they asked that question. Like, you know, I'm not no Caleb Plant. I'm a heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? I'm a completely different fighter. Um, so you know, he's getting ready for uh, Caleb. And uh, you know they talking about sparring me, so it was like it was odd, but it was just like yo, this just like at first I thought he was just doing it, you know what I'm saying, to like because he enjoy it. But then I'm like, okay, there was a plan, you know what I'm saying, for like why they wanted to see that because they was already discussing probably. Uh, and so yeah, if he he does take that, you'll probably see me out there sparring with Canelo. You know? Crazy. I I wonder if they wanted to get a gauge or is that an indication that they've made the decision to fight Macabre? See, and before you got here, I told him, I'm like, I'm pretty sure because I saw footage of him sparring a heavyweight and it wasn't Frank Sanchez. I'm like, I thought it, I thought it was you. I thought it was you. The Ellis boy. Um, yeah, Ronald? Ronald? Yeah, but, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, but he's like 68. Yeah. Dudes was thinking that was me because we had the dreads. They, uh, I got messages talking about, yo, you spawn Canelo? I said, you know what? And that I, wasn't I, me. It could have been. It, <laughs> he nah, kind of looked big in the video. He had a white head girl or something. He kind of looked big in the video, but I don't know. Like, you know, his videos, Canelo's videos, they go viral no matter what. Uh, whoever he's sparring. And they was like, yo, was that you? I said, what? I laughed about it because I said, yo, that ain't me, dog. <laughs> So uh, we we have Jonathan Rice scheduled to come in next around seven thirty. Oh, uh, so you might bump into him out there. But um, I see, you know, that he's congratulating you on all your wins right here on your Instagram and stuff like that. Who's just that? Jonathan Rice? Oh, okay, Jonathan Rice. So, so just uh, what is what you know? How what's your relationships or the or the basis of your guys' relationship and and how'd you meet him and yeah? Oh yeah, you, you could have brought him in here with me, man. That's my dog, man. Um, yeah, Johnny, man, uh, we uh, we met over at Bones Gym, you know what I'm saying? He working with Coach Rodney, Coach Bones, uh, and I was over there at the time. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was one of those things when we first met each other. We just heavyweights. We getting our work in and stuff like that. But, like, uh, you know, we, we've been in the trenches together, man. We we sparred Tyson Fury together. You know, uh, he was coming off of work, working all night, getting over there, uh, getting off, like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning to come spar at 9. So, like, uh, for him, man, he been on this exponential like rebirth, and uh, yeah, I can't be more happy for my dog, man. Like just seeing him, like you know, have that confidence now to come in here and do what he's doing to these guys uh, with his upset with Michael Coffey in the rematch, and I'm sure he's gonna be on it again because he just he taking his craft that much more serious. Yeah, we were just talking about that. You know, he was coming off that FA loss into that fight with uh, Michael Polite Coffee. I mean, let's be real. Jonathan Rice had uh, journeyman like stigma. This These two wins, he's got a deal. From what I understand, he's signed a PBC now. I mean, I've been following him for a while. He's physically changing his body. Is he with Coach Larry Wade now too? You know, I don't know the details on um, what, what they got going on, but I did tell him, I said, yo, you know, Reach out to him because he was he really liked what they did in my camp. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got a lot of mutual friends, and so he seen like how how was transforming going into this fight. Uh, he looked like he transformed. It, he's coming his down. chest yeah, he's, looking yeah. like visibly yeah. in better shape. No, nah, you know what? But I mean, like uh, you see, after he uh, fought the second time, he said, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna stop working so hard. I'm gonna just get in the gym." So mm -hmm. now, if you got the money, you know what I'm saying to. Take care of yourself. Like boxing is so mental. 
But he still got a day to day because yeah. he told me he getting off at yeah. seven to be here at seven thirty. So yeah, he's yeah. like you with the with the third shifts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's a uh, he he's about to be out of that job though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But like he's he's starting to really dial into what he got going on boxing wise, and he see the opportunity in front of him. Uh, so I think he just gonna he gonna see the door. He gonna walk through it. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good working with Johnny. It's been great, you know. what I'm saying having him as you know somebody that's been in the game that I can hit up on some, Absolutely. some advice. Absolutely, and course. that's what you need. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's of what you course. need. I'm, I'm around all these dudes that had their own experience, put their own years in. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't necessarily got to make all the same mistakes. For you know? sure, Absolutely. for sure. Did you expect both of those wins? Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking. Yo, at you know Mike Polite's my guy. I'm sorry, bro. O and O. I met him at O and O as a Wilder spawn partner, and then just ever since, I. Bro, he has. A, I did. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Bro, he has a great story. You know what I'm saying? Great story, man. Shout out to dude, man. But uh, in the sport of boxing, man, uh, I was actually in L.A. sparring with Charles when he fought uh Rock. And he was on my radar then. I, I want I want to catch up on these fights. So uh, you know I'm around all these great fighters. So wait, you you had polite coffee oh, yeah, on your radar. Yeah, he was on my radar, man. That's you crazy. Know he was on my radar. He's right. he at, at the time when he was undefeated, he was hunting Jared Anderson. He's like, yeah, I, I want the Anderson fight now. I'll fight Dillian White. I want you know Gerald Wa- Gerald Washington. And and then all along he doesn't even know you're looking at him like food. I ain't make it there yet. You know what I'm saying? Johnny got to it first. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, you can't cap in this sport, man. So you ain't going to hear me really just, you know what I'm saying, like uh, do anything like that. I got a lot of growth and I got a lot of things that I need to get done. But you see who I'm hanging with. So don't be super shocked when I'm getting in there and doing what I'm doing. Um, because I got the respect, you know, I've been embraced, man. I've been embraced by these fighters, man. I'm not just in here spawning with them. You know, Fury follows me, you know what I'm saying? He watches my story. I've been embraced by these by these guys. Somebody that ain't embracing you and he wants you on the menu is uh, Deontay Savage. Ah, he don't want that. He don't want that. I don't that. know. I've seen y'all with a little back and forth, uh, I would say, <laughs> a month ago or within a 30-day span. What, what was going on with the two of you guys? He, I bumped what? into him in... in, in well, yeah. actually, it was out here, right? For the Devin Haney fight, yeah. he's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's pretty big, so he's going to feel all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just like my last boy, he wasn't getting out the way of no punch. He felt everything. That weight don't be helping you. Look, the, um, about Savage, man, you stay in Vegas. We live here. You see who I work with. I've sparred mostly every heavyweight out here. Where Have you, you sparred you his at? his manager as well, Chris nah, Lovejoy? I ain't, I ain't sparred with Chris, man. But we 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 know the game, man. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and no offense to Chris, man. You know what? Uh, cool dude, man. Taking his opportunities, and I respect that. But uh, you know, I, I ain't with none of the none of the Jake Paul cap. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be mentioned with the guys doing it. You know what I'm saying? Not not just the clout chasers or nothing like that. I'm trying to be, you know what I'm saying, amongst those guys that are really. Really making some noise. Who who else do you currently have on your radar? Obviously four and zero, and with the knockouts you have been. I mean, getting you know. I, I don't want to cut you off, but polite still not on your radar. Like that's still not a good name for you because you're only four and zero. If you could beat polite right now, that's still a leap up. I think. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Like uh, I I feel like for sure I I could beat Michael Coffey. Um, you know without without no problems. Um, and that's no no disrespect. He got some things to him, but. 
you know, one of his accomplishments they listed in the rematch or something was he was a um, regional Golden Glove winner. Like, bro, you got to make it to nationals. You got to make it. You know, you don't, you, you don't just – you got to have some background in sport, man. I mean, he was doing things, but you look at his fights, uh, whenever – before he fought Johnny, he beat uh, – Damani um, Rock. Damani Rock, then he beat uh that undefeated Olympian, right? Uh um Rock Rock though, that that wasn't the Damani that was. No, he was off for like eleven months, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look look at his neck, everything. He couldn't take a shot. Um then you have uh the one guy, uh uh Joey a- Abel, blew his own freaking arm out, punching on coffee. He would have lost that night if you asked me. Hmm. You know, but the guy blew his arm out. So he was coming off two mysterious wins. You ask me, you know what I'm saying? Two mysterious wins to go into that uh, Johnny Rice fight. You know, great, great story, man. They really wanted to keep that alive, you know what I'm saying? And he he did, you know, go that far undefeated. But, you know, sometimes there's just some capping going on. But, hey, you know, I don't really, like, necessarily um, have anybody per se to where I'm just like, oh, I want to fight that guy. But there is a guy in London, uh, David Adelaide, who I – Probably just don't like as a person, and I don't know. How how don't you like a dude in a whole nother country as a person? <laughs> what, some internet shit? Hey, yeah, man, I'm just, okay. Like, like you know, come off the tough guy stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen him uh, struggling some fights, and uh, then he get out of the ring, you know what I'm saying? Not even, like, humble enough to admit that he still got to, you know what I'm saying, do this and do that. He, he making excuses. You know what I'm saying for these lackluster performances, and uh, and still trying to act like you know he wanted one of these hard dudes. So I don't know. It just it, it rubbed me the wrong way one time, mm. and it stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, I see him in his fights, man. He doing more flinching than fighting. Mm. And uh, I just think it'd be a good fight. We got the same type body. What build. you think about? The, I was about to say you ain't got no same type body. You don't think he's too muscular or overly muscular or more muscular than you? A David Adelaide? Yeah. Nah. He signed with Frank Warren, right? Yeah, that's the guy. Man, he pretty cocky, bro. What yeah, he pretty cocky, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he get laid down, man. Muscles ain't intimidate no knuckles, baby. No, I hear you, but I, I, I feel like he's bigger than you because you said similar body uh, types. I, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, but he a little bit more gassed up. You know, just a little bit more gassed up. You know, I, <laughs> but I muscles no don't win fights. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I ain't no, I ain't no shabby looking heavyweight myself. Let me get a screenshot, Ken. Uh, so this is David Adelaide, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, look at this guy on the fucking bike right here, bro. No way. Yeah, Are so. your biceps that big? I mean, <laughs> and I'm, I'm asking here. This is not sarcasm because yeah. I just thought he was always cocky. I've been following him since he was 0-0. Look at this shot, bro. Nah, man, this dude's fucking huge. Yeah, gassed up. Look at him, man. He's gassed up. Gassed up <laughs> look, I got, a, I got a video of this fight, actually, man. Uh, of that fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, it's it's on my phone somewhere. But you watch the first, and I'm, I'm I don't I don't want to give everything Uh-oh, away. Oh, y'all got similar knockouts. Look away. at this. Let yeah, me get one more. That's the one. Look at it. Look, this the one. He got him on the ropes. They got man. him like so Jesus looking, Christ on the ropes. I'm Lord. looking like yeah. That would, I think that would be interesting. You put the two and two together. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm telling you, I'm doing this much more effectively than he is. Look. Man, I like that you're trying to get yourself a little UK rivalry early in. Was the fight ever offered to you, or is this just some back and forth between you and him, or have you even had a back and forth? We Does haven't. he know how you feel? Negative, negative. He, oh. he has no idea, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just, you know, I'm watching the internet, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing my due diligence, looking at the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't have no 
I'm not a I'm not a beef guy, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't make this sport emotional at all, you know what I'm saying? Just part of the job, but you know, I'm watching him and I'm listening to his interviews too and I'm just like, this guy this guy kind of scary. You know what I'm saying? He kind of capping. Mm. Uh, is there anybody on the top rank side now? Don't mean uh, FA or Jared Anderson, unless that's something that you want to do. I, I mean, I look at you as a four and zero fighter, so I'm looking for guys in and around that level. You know, Anderson and even FA are slightly uh, ahead. Yeah, uh, George, uh, Johnny's outside. Um, but yeah, anybody on that top rank stable? And I'm asking about that stable because I feel like it's more realistic. You've had two appearances there you know obviously they, they 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 like you so they might match you with someone they have yeah, for sure um and that's one thing too like uh so i came out of amateurs uh around the same time as jared he was one year before me when he turned pro but he didn't really get the ball moving until almost when COVID popped uh on the pro scene uh you know i'm trying to catch up with these guys now though because like i am four and oh you know what I'm saying? And like they they got farther than me, you know what I'm saying? So they knocking on different different doors. Right. Mm-hmm. Adelaide's knocking on a different door. He's got, you know, a lot more fights. Uh but, you know, I'm trying to definitely get maybe like five more fights this year so that these conversations become more realistic. You know, I know there's guys in that top rank stable, you know, they just signed uh, you know, Richard Torres, the Olympian, stuff like that. You know, they got Antonio, a guy uh you know, that also fought in amateurs. So there's a lot of fights in top rank that I can make happen. Um, and and we're going we gonna to make something happen down the line. But, yeah, you, you got to knock off somebody um, in your own group that everybody is kind of talking about being the next guy. You know, that's how you get it done. Like, mm-hmm. you, ain't, you ain't really seen no fights like that. You've had Joe Joyce, you know, beating Daniel Dubois. That was one of those fights where they was right there with each other. Like they mm-hmm. was in the same class in a sense. You know, Joyce has a better pedigree, but they was in the same class. Then you had recently Frank beating Fa, who was pretty much in the same right. class of people. You got guys like uh, what's his name, um, Herkovich. You know, he trying to get the Joseph Parker fights, and in the these fights ain't happening because on a clout level, you just you ain't different. there. You ain't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they need a he needs that Tony Yoka fight or something like that. So Yeah, that that's off the table because Yoka yeah, he got the still the Bacoli yeah. paperwork. But uh Kean, let me get another screen share here. What do you think about uh Kingsley eBay, common opponent with Jared Anderson, been on top rank about two or three times on their television? Uh, he and he lost to Jared Anderson. Did you see this man fight on Top Rank? And do you think that's a good opponent? Do you think that you're in the position where if Top Rank wants you back, you can ask for this name? Yeah, when I when I did my interview uh, with you over Danny when we was at uh was a city city. You know what I'm saying? We didn't really talk about this, but you know I wanted he beat uh he beat my homeboy Patrick Malata, and that was surprising to me, you know what I'm saying? I don't think really he won, but you know, Pat could have did some things. Uh, but I was talking to my management then, like, yo, cause I was one I wanted my top rank shine. I wanted to be out. I said, yo, let's get let's get eBay. Then Jared going there and showing for what he is, because he bought he boxed uh, Guido, and I don't know what Guido was doing. Visionella? Yeah. Guido just had an off night and and got a draw with him somehow. Um, and I'm like, yo, but when you come down to boxing, this American style boxing, we got a different swag about us in that ring. So like, you got to put some, 
just gotta remind these people that like there is levels to it, man. So yeah, an eBay fight would be something that I I take. That'd be no problem too. But you know he's already been decimated by Anderson, so there's always gonna be that comparison factor. But that's cool. I mean, gives people something to talk about, right? Because if let's say you go in and you were to get a more spectacular knockout or finish, people are gonna talk about it like, oh my goodness, Jeremiah Milton did it better than Jared Anderson. We was just saying that. For the fight tonight with Keith Thurman and Mario Barrios, people are going to compare Thurman's performance with Javante's performance. It's it's just natural, right? It gets the people talking. You know, social media these days, you know, you got people like Evan Korn and Carl Moretti. They on Twitter. They seeing what the people saying. So it it wouldn't be a bad thing. It's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. Never. Never a bad thing, of course. You know what I'm saying? Even... In my last fight, you know what I'm saying, we all had common opponents, and, you know, that guy got uh, blasted by F.A., so I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I got to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm putting him in his place. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it, it's 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 the heavyweight division, you know what I'm saying? There ain't a lot of guys, a lot of these guys, you know, fight each other and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I mean, none of these fights ain't really off the table, and, I mean, you know, when you ain't got a lot of fights under your belt, you know what I'm saying, like, you can only bark so high. So, like, you know, I don't even – I don't waste my breath, you know what I'm saying? I just feel personal about the LA thing, but if I don't waste my breath, you know what I'm saying, shouting out guys, I just right. what they what they want to see, I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna give it to them. Well, Jeremiah, I have Jonathan Rice in the green room, so I got four questions from the people that we want to just uh rapidly get off before we bring them in. I, I actually last minute, because I didn't know how friendly the relationship was, now that I hear it's you guys are tight. I wanted to have the fourth mic, but it just won't be able to happen That's cool. uh, That's cool. this time around. But definitely we would love to get the, both of you guys back on on sort of a round table. But we got one of your biggest fans. He's uh, He's been following you from the very beginning since the minute we started inter- interviewing you. Israel Weber from Oklahoma says. Hey, my guy with the pizza. <laughs> Shout out to OK Dude doing big things. Ness, give Jeremiah my number one. Uh, I'm uh, excuse me, my number. He wants you to have his number. I nixed my IG. Thanks, y'all. So shout out to Izzy, man. Just showing some love, and uh, you know, definitely one of your fans. I'm gonna tap in with you. We got James in uh, San Antonio, James Valdez, who says, "What's the story behind the nickname Dreamland?" Oh yeah, Dreamland. You know, it, it's significant to my city. You know, what I'm saying I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Actually, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's my tattoo right here. I got the tattoo before I decided to go by that, um, but. You know, Dreamland was a theater on Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, that was burned down, you know, during that whole massacre that happened out there. You know, there's been some new research done, and it's been, you know, shown across, you know, the nation, you know, the story of Tulsa, Oklahoma. But Dreamland, to me, is reference to the time of, you know, rebirth and prosperity. Uh, So, like, you know, I don't focus on the pain from, you know, what happened. Uh, I focus on for what it was, you know what I'm saying, a place for people to go. You know, they watch their favorite movie at the theater, and so you had a good time. So, you know, when you come to see me, you know, you come watch the show, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I'm going to put on the show. I'm going to send these dudes to Dreamland, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yo, it's a party when Dream step into Tulsa, Oklahoma, especially, you know, it's going down. I like that. I'm going to send them to Dreamland. You know, uh, <laughs> isn't the barbecue joint 
Ain't that the name of the barbecue joint down it in Alabama? In Alabama, yeah. Dreamland. Oh, word. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Oh, I've man, you got to eat at Dreamland, yes. man. That's yeah. one of the it's, best rib spots that I've ever like been a, to. They have like a few locations, I think, like yeah. maybe like okay. three locations, but it's called Dreamland yeah. Fire Ass Barbecue. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, good memory, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah man. Shout out to Deontay Wilder, man. I got the experience that in the many camps he allowed me to be part of. and. That is one of the best rib spots I've been to. I got the best dad ever from Baltimore who says, who are your favorite fighters to watch? And if Wilder were to return, who would you want him to fight? Oh, yeah. My favorite fighters to watch, you know what? Uh, Canelo is that guy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I really just learned a lot anytime I'm watching him. So I was I was very blessed to meet him, you know what I'm saying, last year and see him work in person. Uh you know, and I enjoy watching um a lot of different guys for their charisma. I like watching Wilder. I think, uh, you know, if if Wilder was to come back, I still like to see him make that Joshua fight happen. You know, what I'm saying that's a fight that's still on the table. You know, some unanswered questions there. Um, I think, uh, you know, he wins that fight though. Uh, but you know, Wilder's still he got he got so many different options. You know, what I'm saying he. For him to be compared and to be you know saying oh he just ain't this and ain't that you know what I'm saying like he gave the world champ Tyson Fury a hell of a run hell of a run that was, those were those were uh, three fights that'll go down in history you know what I'm saying as one of the greatest trilogies that was um, and so yeah he got he got a lot more that he can give if he chose to do that. Uh, we got one more from two more. Steve in the UK says, "Hey Jeremiah, thanks for coming on the show. Have you got any plans to capitalize further on that AJ link up and come over here to fight any of our heavyweights across the pond?" Once again, thanks for coming on the show, Steve in the UK. Oh yeah, you know, shout out to the UK, man. Uh, you know, uh, I really enjoyed my time when I was out there. Uh, you guys really love y'all's boxing. So yeah, you know, I wanna um I wanna get my name in there with some UK cats, uh, just because, you know, they go hard for the sport, man. They gonna show out and they gonna they gonna turn it up every time. And I don't know, I've always had a personal connection since I was a kid, just a love for, you know, the UK. I don't know what where that really came from, but but uh yeah, I definitely definitely you'll be seeing me over there at some point. Later. Yeah, let's get Eddie, get Jeremiah on one of his shows. He yeah, has all man. these heavyweights out there. I, I, I'm sure Sam Jones, who's not with Eddie anymore, but he, I'm sure he'll be calling you for. He's got two heavyweights: uh, Dakari Solomon and uh, Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce. Yeah, he got. Oh no, got and Johnny Fisher. Johnny Johnny Fisher. Is, yeah, yeah, and then um, the the Cody uh, Solomon and then um, uh, Joe Joyce. Yeah. And then Guido is also his goal. Oh, that's right. The thing is that Guido's been off the map after that bad top rank fight. Yeah, he had one return fight, and uh, I don't know where he really been out since yeah. Last one is from Cincinnati. Brandon, uh, who says, you and Big Shot Shaw are two of the heavyweight division's best-kept secrets. Who wins if you guys fight? Uh, I can't say Shaw. Come on, huh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just met Shaw, man. He was cool, man. You know what I'm saying? But, like... Uh, it is what it is, man. You know, there's just not enough names in the heavyweight division. You know, uh, before they replaced my last guy, they threw the fight to three guys. I think that would have been better than um, uh, than uh, Jason Bergman even. You know, they tried to give the shot to Greg Corbin, who, mm. you know, I shared the ring with. Uh, I was helping him get ready for the for the uh, Philip Hargovich fight back in 2017 mm -hmm. or 18 or something yeah. like that. Uh, you know, and... Uh, so like they they throwing me out there with some names, 
you know, you'll be seeing me step up in class and I'll probably be doing it rather quickly just because I want to. Um, you know, I got the skills and the heart to do it. That Corbin fight would have been great in Tulsa because he's from Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, that, you know, for them even to throw that out there, they kind of undershot that because for it to be a last-minute fight, you know what I'm saying, he could probably he could probably generate, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just, yo, four, four miles away, four, four hours I away. I got to get you out of here, but I want to ask about Thomas McEchen. Were you offered that fight? I don't know who that is. Oh. But yeah. am I? He, we just had him in here. Did he not say he was offered a Milton fight? I think he said that he was calling for the, for the Milton fight. I don't think he said it was okay. offered. He trains out of the city he, gym he, too, he, though. That city, yeah. Never heard of you. <laughs> I love the pause. Listen, we're gonna do a quick intermission so we get a photo op with you. I want to thank you, obviously, for coming in to the studio and giving us an opportunity to interview you. Please give out your social media. Let anybody know. Anything where they could get any merchandise, any websites, any 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 locations where they can follow you on any social media. And once again, we truly appreciate your time getting up early this morning to come into the studio. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you guys for having me. You know what I'm saying? You can tap in with me. Uh, follow me at Dreamland underscore Milton on Instagram or just Dreamland Milton on Twitter. Uh, and just keep up with the journey, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been a part of it along, you know, along the way. And, uh, yeah, we got more to do. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. We're going to do a three-minute intermission while we go ahead and uh, get a photo out with Jeremiah Milton and Jonathan Rice that's in the green room. Uh, obviously, you know, for promotional purposes. So, uh, Kian, please give me a logo while we go. Yo. Thank you, champ. Yo, yeah, nice. Appreciate you, man. Right now. 
Probably. That's what I'm saying. The the You can hear me anyway. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna give Johnny Rice a few minutes to get settled in. Uh I thought I left you with some elevator music. That didn't happen. Um we're gonna definitely address the sound bites and soundboard as uh we continue to work here in the new studio location in Las Vegas. We are on sunset. It is fight day, and we have the upset special Johnny Rice in the building. Mr. Six Figures himself. Yeah. No, seven. Soon to be seven, champ. Yeah, you can come sit down, man. I love your skit, by the way, Johnny. Uh, I, I, I really like what you did there. You know, uh, letting people know. Don't be calling me with these pathetic offers, man. I, I did some big things on television. Listen, you broke my heart. Uh, take it around. Go around this way. Oh, yeah. You broke my heart. I'm going to just let you know right now. I'm, I was. A, I, I still am. That's ooh, Look, he's probably never going to call me. I, I almost said was. I'm a huge Mike Polite coffee fan. Um, I met him in Wildest Camp when he was O and O and followed his career up until you fucking ended it, bro. Why you do that to my mans in there, man? I mean, I don't think his career is over, you know what I mean? Especially as a He not even answering messages. I hope he don't fade to black, man. Nah, he going to be good, you know what I'm saying? He going he gonna to come back strong, I, I believe. You know, that's what I a hope. real heavyweight going to do. You know, it's going to be plenty of fights to be made, plenty of growth to be done. So I definitely wouldn't count him out at all. I hope not, man. Um, but obviously you are a person that can uh, tell us how he can get himself out of that, right? Because many counted you out. Obviously, I am one of those guys who, you know, gave you a stigma of a journeyman. I thought Polite was going to go through you, and, and you've obviously turned it around two times to show that it wasn't a fluke and landed a PBC deal on top, man. I mean, life has changed, obviously, man. Just walk us through it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the beauty of, of, of being here and, and living is for you to decide what you want to do, how you want to do it. You know, like I said before, you know, you can't let your past dictate your future. You got to decide who you want to be, how bad you want it. You got to get around others that are, you know, higher than you on a higher level that uh, that are taking, taking over, and, and you got to follow their lead. Absolutely, man. Um, so... Jeremiah was telling us, uh, telling us that he sparred with you in preparation for that coffee fight. Uh, how confident were you going into the first fight that you were going to get the type of you know win that you had well, you and know, the success, obviously? I had no idea uh, how I was going to do. I just told myself I need to do what I, I've been training to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, know, you got to prepare yourself for battle. You get out there and you execute. No matter what happens, you got to give it your all. And, of course, it started with preparation. Yes, I, I work with Jeremiah quite frequently. Uh, iron sharpens iron. He's an incredible fighter, obviously. Viral knockout at the viral knockout, you know. So uh, the proof is in a pudding for him. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm standing around these highly motivated and dedicated guys. And so uh, I also worked with Michael Hunter for that fight as well. And, you know, when I got in the ring with Michael Coffey, my whole thought process was just, you know, do what I've been training to do and not hold back. Now, did you know that an opportunity with PBC would come out of this, or or was that all a blessing in disguise? All a blessing in disguise. You know, when you win, we all know you win, you make more money. But now when you really feel that you make more money, you make more money, you want to win more. Mm -hmm. Because that's just the way it goes. So 
again, I didn't even have a Michael Coffey fight. I was like an alternate. Obviously, I wanted Gerald Washington to get in there and, and go after Michael Coffey. I'm good friends with him. But uh, I was just an alternate, and they said, hey, you know, unfortunately, Gerald is, is out. You're in. So I was in, and I was ready because I live a lifestyle of boxing. Now, going into that first fight, post-fight, you know, Coffee fans were like last-minute replacement, bro. He was training for a totally different style. He had his mind on Gerald Washington. He'd been calling for Gerald Washington since he beat Darmani Rock. But then you did it again. Uh, what did you do differently from first camp to second camp? Ate a little bit too much food. Oh, so you, 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 you feel you were – well, obviously you did come in about 20 pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong, my conditioning was still there, but – I guess the uh, you know I was I was definitely overconfident. I, I wasn't lying about that. Mm. So sometimes you might eat a little bit more, uh, or you might not work extra to get the extra pounds off. You might be like, ah, man, you know what? Yo, they running the back. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna win again. You know what I mean? And and you know I feel like that was a problem for me, but still I was putting in the work. I got great coaches to motivate me and push me, and uh, we got it done. It was definitely hard. It was definitely. Uh, not a fun fight, <laughs> but we got it done. I'm happy. I'm relieved. It was more of a, a fight of relief. So now I, I just started working with Larry Wade, Coach Larry Wade and his crew. Uh, obviously, I seen Jeremiah working with him. I'm like, man, shoot, Jeremiah look amazing. But guess what? I, I'm going to do what it takes for, for me to look better. So <laughs> I had to call I, his guys. I'm like, man. Well, I you looking. That. You I don't. How long have you been with him? Because I feel like the post that you posted of you on the treadmill, your chest is looking more defined. I've been with uh well I've been on a diet since I since the fight okay. but I just started with Larry Wade uh, last week. Nice, okay. nice, nice. I I wanted to ask obviously just because the the weight did come up um throughout your career you've been between two fifty five to two eighty five. Where do you feel your best at? You know, two sixty. Two sixty. Yeah, I need to be two sixty. So that's what you're gonna see me at my next fight. Don't have a fight scheduled. I'm just in the gym. Trying to get 260 as fast as possible. So going into the first fight with Michael Polite Coffee, obviously it had been close to 11 months since your defeat to F.A. Ajaba. What was the mentality like? Because that wasn't your fight. That was, you know, like you said, you was on standby, right? Which we've seen them do throughout this pandemic. What was that mental mentality like for you? Because... You know, obviously being inactive in the sense of not being able to fight, not knowing if you're going to get the call like, hey, you're fighting. Um, what's that mindset like to be on standby, be out of the ring close to 11 months? I mean, it's more of a uh, the journey. You know, when you're out of the ring, what are you doing? So immediately when I got out of the ring, I was called down to Miami to go train with Philip Herkovic. Uh, we all know Philip Hergovic is supposed to be the new boogeyman. You know, nobody <laughs> supposed wants to, fight to be, him. huh? Yeah, but we. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. You know, they're not, they're not offering big money for him, mm -hmm. and it's simple. And, and you know, a guy like Philip Hergovic, but he doesn't have a belt. Money. Why does he have the? Why does the purse have to be high? He's 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 barely a contender. His biggest win is Eric Molina. Well, but he's a mandatory right now. Meaning that, not I say mandatory, meaning that he has the number one one spot. Meaning if you beat him or if he beats you or whatever. Your direct shot to the IBF, if I'm not mistaken. No, so, but, but isn't that the reward? The fact that it's an eliminator? Nah. <laughs> I love it. Listen, we no. we need the truth. It's a combination. It's a balance. It's going to be the money and the eliminator. Like I said, you know, we can go back to when Michael Hunter decided that he didn't want to 
fight for the, the eliminator. He wanted to go do a big deal with Triller. Mm-hmm. So that money was high, though. You know what I mean? I'm looking like, man, I, I'm a big Michael Hunter fan, first of all. And I'm like, man, I really want to see Michael Hunter f- fight Philip Herkovic. Like, yeah. seriously. I did uh, didn't enjoy my time training with Philip Herkovic. But at the end of the day, I would love to see them two fight. And he was being offered some some big money. He so, called it little money. Well, he was on this show saying, <laughs> saying, you know, Eddie ain't offering enough money, and he then, 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 you know, he doubled down in the sense that he's like, uh, look, I got a four fight deal now with Triller, so he felt like I did, he did do the right decision. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe it was little money compared to what Triller was giving him. Yeah, but for for the type of money they was doing for the IBF, I'm like, yo, that's that's a lot of money. But yeah, he. I mean, it's known. He so, made more so money you said Triller. this in your own mind, or you had a conversation seen, with him? I seen. It, I was reading it. You know, I, I follow Michael Hunter on Twitter. I read all his articles. No, no, no. But my in. question is, did you tell him like, "Yo, bro, that's a lot of money. Maybe nah, you should I take." I mean, oh, you ain't getting man. I'm gonna let him handle his. You know what I'm saying? I'm his friend and everything. But he gonna make all his decisions on his own. And like you said, he came out with a more lucrative deal with uh, with Triller. That's the numbers didn't lie about that. But still, as a fan of his, I definitely wanted to see him go at Phillip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would have, have been an incredible fight. But like I said, I went down to, to, to Miami, started training with Phillip Hergovic, and it, it, was, it rekindled me. You know, I, I didn't want to lose no more. I, I wanted to be a winner. I want to be world champion. What happened in that, that in that that time spent in Miami? That, 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 was it Miami? Because yeah. I know he's not with Pedro no more. I trained I, when I was with him he was in with Miami. Pedro. He's with Pedro. Dr. I hear Pedro. he's with Buddy now, McGurk. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing, but that that's a good mix. That's a real good fit, yeah. actually, for him. But I thought him and Dr. Pedro did a great job as well. So, you know, he's doing yeah. what's best for him. But, yeah, I was down in Miami with him. Nice, nice. So what happened? Did you get off? Was Did did you do better than expected? That you're like, man, you know, I got to stop playing. I'm, I'm actually on these guys' level if I just focus. You know, I kind of went down there with the mindset to start over. You know, when I when I lost the Effie and Joppa fight, I left that fight feeling like I could have won. I could have won if I just, you know, fought harder. I could have won if I just, you know, didn't hold back while I was in that ring. You know, clearly mm-hmm. he did beat me. I was like, I, I could have won. That's why. That's how I left the ring. But uh, I was actually around uh, two up and coming amateur boxers, uh, a guy named Price, uh, and as well as a guy named Jamar. So it was uh, us three in the, in the camp with Philip Hergovic. So you know, just being around them and just the passion and the, and the um. You know the 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 excitement they had for their careers. You know, started rubbing off on me. You know what I mean. So that that's really you know really what happened to it. I felt rekindled. You know, mm-hmm. and then again being there with Philip Hergovic as well, hardworking, dedicated. You know, he's like, yo, I'm in here giving my all 100. percent Like nobody at the top or trying to climb the top is, is has a lack of motivation. They 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 give everything they have, so it, it did nothing but rub off on me. I got my behind whipped out there, but you know it only made me better, it only made me stronger, and I came away with a, with a ton of lessons learned. So I'm I'm happy. I gotta ask, did he try to intimidate you uh, when you walked in the gym? Because, <laughs> like, I interviewed him, and he's like, you know, I don't know how we got on Joshua. But he's like Joshua, he smiles too much. First thing I would tell him is stop smiling. And he's like this serious fucking guy, but he's funny though. He's like his character, his personality comes out of him even if he's not trying. But you know, he he wants to be like the boogeyman. Like he's really trying to portray that role. Or do, do, does it turn off in camp? Nah, man. He really he. 
I wouldn't say he tries to intimidate you. He just tries to show you he's all about business the moment you walk in there. Mm. And he is all about business. Works very hard, very dedicated. And uh, like I said, you know, they just got to offer more money to these guys, I feel like, especially for that spot. It's got to be a balance. Like I said, I felt like Michael Hunter was offered a lot, but again, more lucrative deal with Triller, can't be mad at that. Well, sp- yeah. speaking of being offered a lot, Ness, can you get that video? Which well, one? The video of him on the treadmill. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, he was showing me. Talk to us about the TikTok, man. Uh, obviously, you know, back-to-back big wins. You got the deal. The video's up there for everybody to see. Um, could we get audio on that? So what made what 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 was the thought process behind this man? What what made you come out here and let the world know? I mean, is, is it that many calls you felt you needed a, a social media post to, to to stop them all? Well, you know, I have been getting those calls. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna be real. You know, you guys are something else, man. Y'all bring stuff out of me. I don't want to put out <laughs> there, but why not, right? So. When I first beat Michael Coffey, I actually was offered the Philip Herkovic fight. Oh, but they ain't offer you the same money. And, they offer me five and since figures. you knew how much they offer you, like, fuck that. I'm really not taking figures. it. Five me figures. 60,000. I'm like, come on, man. Like, wow. Like, what are y'all talking about right here? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, but it's the number one spot. I'm like, I don't care about the number one spot. They put some more zeros behind that first number. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I ain't said like so that. So wait, so wait. But, so yeah. to be clear, the offer came immediately after the first after win. After the first one. Oh, shit. So was there a second offer now after the second win? There was other guys that offered me after the first one. You know what I mean? I didn't even get the names. You know what I mean? I really didn't even care when they said, oh, it's this much, 75. But see, yeah, Al Heyman and them already had offered me the rematch. six figures to sign a two-fight deal okay. with them. But I'm like, man, you know what? You know, I ain't rushing to sign nothing with nobody. You feel me? Cause so wait, 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 wait. Damn, because I love your negotiation skills. So for the first fight, they tried to get you on a two-fight deal. Already. Damn, so they must have knew you might have beat him. Like they probably already knew there was a possibility you can upset him, so they wanted to get you no, on that paper. I had, who are you talking about? Polite. No, they offered me after I won. Okay. So I had to beat him already. Oh, you talking about PBC off of your two fight deal after you won? After oh, I so won. it's two more. Okay, I thought it yeah. meant I thought you meant two fight for the you know the two polite coffee fights. Nah, they they offered me a two fight deal after that, but they told me how much. But still, I wasn't rushing in anything. So yet. you didn't take it? Not at first. I said, you know, I, I, I'm I'm relaxing a little bit. I'm just you know, kind of, you know, kind of thinking about some things. You feel me? You know what I mean? But eventually you took it before the second fight? I did take it before the second fight. Damn, imagine well, well, imagine you to hold held out just a little bit more till you beat him twice. Well, that's the thing, you know. Originally I wasn't posted I didn't know who I was gonna fight. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I still got a two fight deal with them. So they, they offer me a different deal because I do hold out. Hmm. You know what I mean? I do just relax. You don't have to go fast when people wanna rush you. So the the second the rematch wasn't even a part of the two fight. Oh, so you still got Come two more now. with him. You nice. still, you still gonna got be seven figures. Let's gonna go. be seven figures. Um, <laughs> that's really quick. Um, got a couple super chats. Um, we got our 
Remember Big Matthews, he said, Johnny Rice knocks out Trevor Bryan. Respect from the UK. What do you well, think I about Trevor Bryan? I appreciate Bryan? that. You know what I mean? Trevor Bryan is an undefeated champion. So, you know, I got to give him his respect. You know what I mean? And uh, speaking of the UK, I believe he's got Daniel Dubois to worry about. So, you know. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then we have uh, Gil. He said, ask Johnny if he found Shorty to have that baby with. Crying, laughing face. He made me some bread on that second fight. God bless. Much success. You know, I, I try my best to be as transparent as possible because that's the only way you can really live your life. You know, I'm doing my best to find a girl to have a baby with right now. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but you know me, it's like low-key I kind of gave up. It's like when I say gave up, I mean I'm going to stop putting forth my effort. You know, I even try to get... You know, my ex-girl back. You feel me? That ain't work. I'm like, well, you know what? Damn. Not even after the deal? Yeah. Oh, man. We went through a lot. Johnny, I ain't, 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 ain't going to lie. Johnny, you must have fucked that up bad, bro. Yeah, you know, you I did. I be messing <laughs> things up. I realized that, like, if I was to go to hell, it would not be because of what I believe. It'll be because of the opportunities I let slip up, mm. slip away. You mm. know what I mean? That's what it'll be for. That's some serious shit. That, that. That'll be the reason. Like, yo, I gave you all this, this, this. It was this easy. And you still messed it up. Get on over there in the fire, man. That's what mm. you deserve to be. Nothing I believe, just literally opportunities slipping yeah. through my hands. And I'm the only one to blame. You know, well, I, I, I need to know more. Why? Why, why so many? Why? Like, Why? Cause now I question: Is it is it work ethic? Is it laziness? Like, why would you let opportunities slide? Like, dog, I'm from Jersey, moved to Florida for one one year. I got this opportunity. I'm moving to Vegas. Like, I'm hungry. Why let them slip? And when I when I say opportunities, I mean not just in the boxing ring. I mean like, uh, let's say like situations can mm. be so beautiful. And you still find a way to to mess it up. But I realize I, I don't listen to myself enough. You know what I mean? You know, we all got that consciousness. You know, you know, you're young, they teach you got the the good angel on one shoulder mm, yes. and the bad angel on the other shoulder, right? But really it's just, you know, you gotta find that common ground for your next move. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You and if you meditate, you'll really understand what you need to do next. But sometimes if you just be logical, like, okay, if I see, you know. This is an easier path. Why would I take this other path when it's like all completely out of my way, completely against everything I'm doing, but somehow I still find myself doing that? Mm -hmm. Versus just being logical, not necessarily easy, just logical. Just making your next step, just a logical, flowing move. I messed I so much I, up. I feel like as 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 us guys, <laughs> I just feel like sometimes you just want to see like, do I have it in me? Can I do it? Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be doing it. That's why I used to cheat. I'm like, do I still got it in me? Mm. Like, am I still playing? <laughs> how, like, how is he questioning? Does he have it? He's 25, by the way, Johnny. Wow. How could he be questioning? Nah. You're young. You in your prime. What yeah, you What you but, worried about if you got it but, or you don't? You know, I got started 12 years ago, so I'm like, you know, is it? <laughs> do I? You know, do I still? Do I still have it? But nah, I'm. I don't know. I feel like us guys is just like. If somebody tells us we can't have something or we shouldn't be doing something, like, shit, let me try it out. Let me see real quick. I could agree with that. You know, I, I realize the type of guy I am. I'm gonna have my cake and eat it too. Mm. I'm gonna find my way to do that. Okay. Like, like, like someone. But said, that's probably why you ain't find your woman. God knows you're not ready, man. But he see, don't want you to keep breaking hearts. You see, I ain't, I ain't gonna break no hearts. I'm gonna be straight up from now on. I used to lie a lot. I hear you. Uh, all of us. I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> I'm not lying no more. I'm I promise you. 
I'm going to tell the truth. Bro, I've been telling the truth it. since I had a divorce, man. Oh, man. I, 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 I went through a divorce in, like, 2015, and I, I cut all the cheating out. And the lying out, bro. I just believe karma is real since that divorce. Like, I believe all the phrases in life are true. I now swear listen, to God. I'm still going to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but they ain't cheating if I tell you first, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ain't cheating if I tell you first. You nah, I guess I mean? it ain't. I guess it ain't. It's going to be open. So, wait a minute. So, is it because you're in Sin City? I mean, there are a lot of, like, everywhere you look, there's some eye candy. So, is it that you think, you know, your your, your flesh is weak because of where you live? Or it didn't matter if you was yeah, in Oklahoma? this way. <laughs> I always been this way. I'm just gonna be honest about it from now on, because I really feel like you know, I really feel like females will definitely be okay if you're honest. You mm. know what I mean? Like, and, and you know, you are gonna win some, you are gonna lose some. But if you're honest about what you're doing, then it's like, hey, you know, I, I, well, I told you already. Why you Why you mad? I don't understand why you mad at me. I told you I wasn't no good when it comes. I said I'm a nice guy, we, not a good. We ain't guy. talking no more boxing anymore. So, so I gotta ask now. So, I mean, do you just want to cheat, or are you looking to find? A woman that allows you to have another woman and then have a you know both of them in the like in the same yeah. household, or are you just like a guy you just want to have like you said your cake and eat it too? So you got your main lady, but hey, now and then you know you know you go have some appetizers. A, a lot of women too that they mentality is I just don't want to know about it. That's you true. get what I'm saying? I've heard that. I, I've yeah. came across some older. You know what I mean? Just, how, how could they not know about it though? The, these phones right now, it's see, just too much. No, I don't. I don't know how this with y'all. Yo, I will never in my life go through another phone ever. No, but that mm. you don't have to go. They're going through. No, yours. but see, women have the same mentality. A lot of women, mm. yo, they get hurt by the shit they see. Nah, the man, women are the snoopers, man. Now nah, I'm telling Johnny you, sitting there yo. after <laughs> after twelve rounds of spawn, he's snoring. She's going through that shit. She holding his eyes open with toothpicks to get the you know the facial recognition. No way, man. Women yo, are snoopers. Yo, let me tell you, so, women go. If women want to lose weight, go through your guy's phone. You're going to be sick for a week. <laughs> you ain't going to want to eat. You ain't going to want to do none of that shit. Yo, I'm telling you, a lot of women, I've heard that so many times, especially like being in Vegas, you come across women that, you know, they look 25 and they 40. You, mm. you know what I'm saying? That, that, yeah, I don't go through phones. I don't uh -oh, do he about to tell you he got a cougar. He's he's proud. He's got himself a little cougar, man. I ain't, say, I, I ain't saying that, but... <laughs> you, 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 you bogus for that. He said ain't nothing wrong with that. Look at nah, you bogus for that, bro. Nah, but you know, a lot of women are open to it. They, they it's either I don't want to know about it, whatever the case may be. They don't want to go through the phones. They, you know, that's got to make camp more difficult, though, man. Having more than one woman, bro. I thought, I thought sex was a no-no. I mean, you know, again, I'm gonna have my cake and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? So I might not, you know, I might not. I might not go all the way in on, 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 on the sex part, but, you know, I'm going to be kicking it. You know, we're going to be happy, enjoying ourselves on, on some way or another. You know what I mean? But I guess, like I said, I just feel like the biggest thing I learned in life, I just got to have a purpose for what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so if I'm if I'm dating a girl, she needs to know, yo, oh, well, here here's the purpose for why I'm dating you. I, I want to have a kid with you. Or the purpose I'm dating you is, you know, I want to have a kid with you too. <laughs> you know? Damn, but 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 Johnny, do you really want to have a child with a woman that you're not married to? And I'm not on. I am religious, but I'm not saying it from a religious standpoint. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm a dude. You know, we're in this, we're all in the same boat. I got multiple baby mothers. I, that shit up. ain't cool, man. 
I mean, like I said, I'd rather live with my children. Like I, I'm, I live with my son now, and it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. You know, being away from your children, it ain't dope. Right, right. True motivation. Definitely would love to have a son or daughter, but. Even if you are married, I realize sometimes when you are married, you still have an awful marriage. Yes. So sometimes, whether you're married or not, it don't really matter. It's really about the communication. Or the commitment. I guess I and guess we, we, yeah. we, we use the word marriage when we really just mean committed to that person. But for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, it's really if I get along with you or not. Like I said, we all know the whole, you know, friends and lovers or, you know, I'll never fall in love again unless he's my friend. You know what I mean? You got to be a friend first. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, long as me and the girl, whoever it may be, long as we're friends, long as we get along, long as we don't argue all the time, or if we do have a disagreement, we can communicate effectively. You know what I mean? And then we'll be good. Like, I definitely don't want to date a female that when she gets mad, mad at me, she wants to... Oh, you're not gonna see your kid. You know, yeah. I've, I've dealt with that. Yeah. I know, have I not. Have kid, I have not. Luckily, but me. I have friends that have dealt with that. Look. You know, for all your relationship advice, remember to call in 425-569-5241. This is your relationship advice with Ness, Ringwalk Danny, yeah, right. and Johnny Rice. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm yeah. out here fighting for love, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're going to keep it right there because uh, Danny has been living in Las Vegas for some time. And I think, think just yesterday we was talk or he was bringing up how... Dating in Las it's Vegas is extremely mm. difficult. It's the worst. It's the worst. I so have ha, how long have you been in Vegas and, and and have you found it difficult to find someone else? So I moved to Vegas in 2019 after I had lost to uh MacMadov. I realized that okay, I needed to be in Las Vegas to, to train for mm -hmm. boxing. Period. I was having a lot of relationship issues at the time, but again, mainly because, you know, you got to be communicating effectively. Hey, I'm a liar. I'm going to tell you straight up. Don't ask me questions. Okay. Uh, things like that. Or, you know, just not really, you know what I'm saying, do what I need to do in that aspect. But anyway, I have not really been dating since I've been here in Vegas. You know, I had a relationship. I tried to kind of keep going from Los Angeles. That didn't work out, mainly because of me. And you know, I don't answer to people, you know what I mean? And like, you know. I, I give me detail, it, man. Okay. You don't answer. What does she want? Basically, for me to answer to her, I guess. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> and I can't what, do that. But what does she want? Oh, uh, man. Well, you know, basically for me to be like, you know, this super trustworthy guy. Like basically not ever, you know. Oh, talk to other. Oh, you stuff. mean what all women want? <laughs> yeah, I can't. That do normal that. shit. Yeah, that 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 type of thing. Be faithful. Know? Yeah, that. that okay. And she be faithful and all that. I'm like, man, look, I can't do that. Damn. I can't do that. But I was doing. It. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't like fornicate with no other girls, but she didn't want me to even talk to no other girls. You feel? I me? mean, but how you talking to these? I mean, you know, they kind of flirting with me, boosting my ego. Okay, you know what I mean? I love go. that. I love that a lot, but still, I didn't like fornicate with no girl. I'm like, everything's cool, but you know, she. But how would that. you feel if you went through her phone and she was she having some flirtatious conversations? All about double standards for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so I could do it, but you can't exactly. do it. Nah, I think that's typical men, though. That's, that's typical nah, men, though. Nah, look though, uh, my ex, her uncle gave me some of the best advice mm. I've ever got in my life. He said, it ain't never yours. It's just your turn. Yeah. And so 
so so I yo that's so crazy. I have I have I have you know female legit friends right. Yo, women is I'm not saying that they cheat more, but they, they are, better at it. They better cheaters than men. Yeah. Truth. But people have been saying that shit for years. I think men need to smarten up. Stop with these damn telephones and and, and emails and. You know, you know, Email clean your shit up. Well, look, they out here, they clean. Look, man, we need Johnny to get the big fights, the six figure paydays, because he got women to keep up with. No, man, but I ain't got soon no girl to be right seven. Now. Soon, soon, soon to be soon seven. seven. Yeah, but you can't come with the five. You nah, got at least five. you got to come. You know, the sixes. You know, maybe. Johnny, man, since you a hornback, anybody in the industry, <laughs> anybody in the industry that you trying to knock down, any trees in the industry you trying to chop. Like you, 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 you get that. I don't know. Let me see. You got a two fight deal. You just beat coffee. Deal, they gonna throw you in there. Let's say with Adam Kovnaki coming off two losses. He needs a comeback. They still believe in him. You beat him. What's the tree you chopping in the industry? Industry. You mean like famous girls? Yeah, but in boxing. Let's see if you if you got your eye on anybody in boxing. You talking about a female? Yeah. Nah. None. There's nah. a few. Nah, what about what about the uh, you know, women in the sport though? That work in None, the sport. That work in the sport, I should say, not fighters, but None? Nah. Damn. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't I be looking at the celebrity girls too. <laughs> like um like Chloe Bailey. I could date her maybe. She got a man, but <laughs> That don't really, you know. It don't matter. Yeah. What you your man got to do with me? I don't care if girls are famous or not. I just want them to be, you know, beautiful Johnny, how natural. How much you spend a month on OnlyFans? Ah! I know you spending like a rack a month, bro. A lot of girls ask me to join their OnlyFans. I say, I'm from the South. I got to see everything in person. Yeah. I can't do OnlyFans. I but that, but then they going to hit you with the fly me out. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, what you tell me? Soon to be seven Who figures. Knows? Seven. Hey, what, what you, you tell? What you tell me earlier? I ain't tell you nothing. What you? T- nah, fuck. I definitely fly him out. What? What? Nah, he told me. Uh, cause I was saying how dating in Vegas is yeah. like terrible. I'm from Chicago, bro. I'm used to East Coast Chicago women. Mm. I'm used to women that hustle. Mm-hmm. Right. I, women too. I, I don't care if 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 you know. I don't care if you scamming. I don't care if you selling. Whatever. Whatever. You get you got your own. I feel like women on the West Coast ain't like that for the most part, of course. Um, but he was like, "Yo, what's up? Like, you ain't got no." I'm like, "Nah, man, I ain't got nothing." He every city we used to travel to, it'd be a different girl. This mm-hmm. was years ago, and I used to be a big believer in flying them out. And the last time I flew a girl out, I was telling my guy because I love black women, right? I flew, I flew a girl from back home. She was Mexican. My first Mexican, I was 24 at the time, 23 at the time. My first Mexican, she, but she had got her body done. So I'm like, it's like a two for one, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, the next, she got too sloppy for me. I don't like that. Like, as far as like drinking and smoking. Oh, oh. Yeah, she was just moving too sloppy the first night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you Turn can't. Turn off. Turn me off instantly. So the next day. I passed it to my man's. What? And she she folded. You flew her out. Yeah. I ain't man. No, no. But I'm thinking because I I don't smoke, so I'm thinking like, cool, they finna smoke, whatever. Next, but I ain't care. That one, my girl, I changed her flight to a day earlier, sent her back to her baby daddy. <laughs> uh, 
Whoa. you know, but I don't fly because I'm Johnny, like, you, you you doing that? You flying them out and passing them off? Nah, I ain't going to pass them <laughs> off. <laughs> but I respect that because, you know, y'all ain't really work out. You know what I mean? I ain't here to be greedy. Mm-hmm. If things don't work out, like I said, you got to be free flowing, you know. And if my mans can benefit and, you know, they have a good time, now I'm cool with it. Yo, because, look, my man, I was so turned off, bro, that it was like, damn, I still got to deal with you another two and a half days. So my mans was in town, you know, had a room. I'm like, yo, they got a nice pool, come, whatever. And he smoked, she smoked. I'm like. It makes we, sense to It you. makes sense. They finna smoke. Not, they, ah, uh, yeah, we finna go to the room and smoke. Cool. Man, they was gone like four hours. I ain't cut <laughs> I ain't cut so, so, so you really ain't pass off. He kind of just walked off with her. But I'm saying like when he said, oh, we going to the, the truth room. Comes I mean, out. It was yeah. a better mess. It's all good. No, but you get what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, it is what it is. But after oh, that, I'm like, man. man, I don't know. I'm just done flying them out. I'd rather fly to you. Because that way, that way, that way, look, I could go. Hypothetically speaking, I could go to Houston, and if I got a few Johns in Houston, then that's Look at that. This guy. You guys are terrible, man. Come on. Everybody flying them out. <laughs> Bro, Spirit is like $50 round trip. Chill out. <laughs> and if you ain't flying them out, then they flying to Dubai, so you might as well. Where? Where? So, Johnny, man, have they given you, like, at least a, a, a tentative month, you know, because... Um, we interviewed Luke Santa Maria. We've been following his uh, career for a long time as well. He's with Javier Caputillo, and 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 he's like notoriously a standby PBC fighter. You know, uh, his Devin Alexander standby. This fight on Saturday standby. The one before Devin uh, was standby. The Michael Fox. Well, actually, Paul Crow. They gave him like six weeks, but the Michael Fox fi- Michael Fox fight was standby. So. Um, how do you deal with that? And is it going to be difficult? Well, I'm I'm doing my best to live a lifestyle, lifestyle of boxing. Like I said, when, when the first time I fought Michael Coffey, whether I fought him or not, I was going to be training with Michael Hunter, helping him get ready for his trailer debut. So I'm trying to live a lifestyle. Now, I don't have a fight schedule yet. All I can think about is, okay, Listen to the commentators. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to throw a pressure fighter in at me. They, they might not think I can handle pressure. Man, so I might be spot on with Adam Kovnaki. He's a pressure fighter. There's other ones too. Uh, you think you'll get that Andy Ruiz return? He's a, he's a calculated boxer that, that puts a lot of pressure. I don't know. I, I'm but you've spent time with Manny Robles. Have you already sparred Andy? I have sparred Andy. I helped him get ready for Anthony Joshua. Mm. The first or the second one? First one. Mm. So... And he's an incredible fighter. Like I said, you know, all I can do is just learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Learn and grow, learn and grow, and do what I know and not hold back. And that's how a lot of these guys beat me. I was holding back, you know what I mean, or not trusting myself, which would result in me holding back or not preparing myself enough mentally and physically. So that's the biggest focus I have right now. Staying inspired, standing around guys that are going to motivate me and uplift me. You know what I mean? And I can't, you know, I, I wouldn't be justified if I didn't say, you know, Devin Haney right now is a huge part of my my inspiration. Really? 100%. Like he, How he, so? He Well, he trains at uh, he trains at Bones Adams Boxing Gym. And usually it's just locked down. You can't get in. But, you know, his people let me come in and just sit there and watch him. Because we actually have one coach in common, uh, Rodney Chrysler, you mm-hmm. know, kind of helps a little bit with his uh, conditioning and, and pad work. 
So I get to sit there and watch how hard he works, how how literally how hard he works. He you never see him like tired. You never see him with a lack of motivation. You never see him have a bad day. And I'm like, damn, I do never. It's because he's that driven. And 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 it rubs off on you, just the mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even say nothing to him. I just watch him train his ass off. Excuse the French. Watch right. him. <laughs> he definitely can curse. Working his behind off, like like, and it's just like it ain't easy for him either. He at the top. We mm-hmm. was we was just saying that we had Mickey Bear a couple days ago. Ain't nothing easy about being up there, we and he, he shows you that. So it's like for me, I'm like. How the heck I'm I'm down here, I gotta somehow work three, four times as hard, and it just kind of keeps you going. Like, if you want that, it ain't handed to him either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta go get it. I was gonna say, is it even added motivation the fact that he is younger and you see him pulling up in that Corvette or the Rolls Royce or Robert Maybach? He pulled up the, in the yeah, Maybach. Yeah, he just bought the Maybach. You know what I'm saying? Is that like added motivation? Like, damn, he got I got like ten years on him, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you, like you said, you see him working hard. You see him putting the work in the gym. It, does that not just him necessarily, but do things like that motivate you? Because you just said six soon to be seven figures. Like that's it inspires me. That, that's what you you know. It's a little deeper than motivation. It inspires me. You know, man, it, you need to tell him that, man. He needs I to mean, know. He, he, I believe he knows that. You know what I mean? Uh, he, it, it's, it's deep in the motivation. You know what I mean? It's, it's inspirational, and it makes me. I say I can't, I can't have any excuses. Mm-hmm. It takes away all your excuses when, you, when you see a guy go in there and go at it like the way he does. You know what I mean? Don't cut any corners. Then goes to a, another training facility. I think he had phase one. Go there afterwards, like. Nothing he's doing is handed to him. Mm-hmm. So you can't never think, oh, he got it made. Nah, he ain't got it made. He make it himself. Yeah. That's so what inspires me. Do you think it hurts fighters um, who are making that kind of money? Because a lot of fighters, they don't post like when they in the gym, right? So I'll see a lot on social media, fighters like Devin, where – People, you know, he has on a nice jewelry, the nice vehicles. They don't see him put in the work, though. The mm. fan, you know, the, right? They don't see. They that. don't see that. So they're like, "Oh, he taking this for granted." Do you think it kind of hurts fighters that, f- f- you know, from the fan perspective, they don't get to see the work that they put in? So, what do you mean hurt him? Right, in the sense that, like, a lot of fans think of it as a negative look. Like, oh, he trying to be Floyd. He being flashy. He getting this money now. He's not working. When in reality, they don't see the work that's being put in. Do you think that fighters need to be more open with they work in the gym? Like, you know, allow nah, fans. Nah, man. Let, let, like you said, I think it was him or, or Milton that just said, like, let them think what they want. Because then they'll be surprised deep. in the ring. Yeah, let them think what they want, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. Let them think what they want. Me, I kind of care about what people think a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little Yo, bit. I love I you mean, so much. He's so open. He's yeah, so honest. Open. Yeah, not, he's, it's hard bro, not to. He is so honest. It's hard not to enjoy your honesty, which brings us to our uh, member chat here. Uh, Brandon in Cincinnati says Jonathan Rice has officially made my pound for pound list. Man. Keep knocking them out in the ring and knocking them down in the sink in the sack, champ. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sincerely, Jazz Club Poppy. Yeah, I ain't got nobody for the sacks right now. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm just letting it all come to me. 
Do you, you know? Do you uh, follow, I, follow? And I think it'll come even. Uh, it'll come, you know, tenfold if you keep winning. Yeah. Every everybody do. wants a successful man. Every woman wants a successful man. Someone that they can feel secure with financially. You know, uh, someone that they can show off to their friends and their mother, you know, their family. They, they want to be proud to say, look, D- Danny is my husband or my my boyfriend. He's got a show in Las Vegas. He interviews all these uh, important people. Like, they want – Johnny Rice is my man. He just got a knockout on PBC on Fox. Did you see it? So, like, Fox. they want success, man. So, just keep doing what you're doing. Everything's going to come. That's what I decided. Just going to focus on myself, focus on, you know, becoming a world champion. And that's exactly what I'm doing and, and, and living life with a purpose. So I'm not doing anything unless there's a real purpose to it. And I'm doing best to be grateful. Mm-hmm. To be very grateful. Just grateful, grateful, grateful. Obviously, uh, just got in there New Year's Day. If it were up to you, when would you like to get back in the ring, champ? Mm. As soon as possible, man. Get them checks cashing. <laughs> I do got to get them checks cashed. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I'm trying my best to drop this weight as fast as possible. Uh, I do keep my, my ears open and my eyes wide, you know. So I see Tyson Fury is about to fight uh, April 23rd uh, against Dylan White. So I'm like, okay, well, what if I had to have fight? You know what I mean? Which I don't, obviously. It's like, well, I need to try to be ready by that date. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of, because you got to play mind mm-hmm. games. Yes, so yes, yes. You have to, you know, when he is at the top of the vision, they say he's about to make. A four million dollar bonus. Whoever wins, mm. I ain't four million dollar bonus if you win him or Dylan White. I'm I, like, yeah, what? I, I think that was their compromise on uh, Dylan being upset with the eighty twenty split. Yeah. Right, right, but it's because like, he was man. entitled to forty five percent as the interim champion. Yeah, I understand that how he didn't get that. You know well, I mean? you know, uh, Fury has a good team. They spent the money to go to the convention and petition to have that percentage lowered. Uh, you know, so if you don't show up, it's like court, man. If you don't right. come to defend yourself, 100%. they gonna run with with the prosecutor saying so. You got to be there, man. So I'm trying to play mind games with myself. You know, I don't know when my fight is scheduled. Like I said, I was out the ring for 11 months, but during that time, I kept building, kept surrounding myself with with motivated people. Like I said, whether it's amateurs or pros. And that's all I can do every day is get better and be ready to win. Because I'm not here to lose no more. I don't care who they put me in the ring with. I'm not going to lose. I'm mm-hmm. going to win. What uh, fight is currently scheduled that has you really excited to to watch? I would have to say the rematch with obviously Anthony Joshua and Usyk, as well as you know Tyson Fury versus Dylan White. You know, uh, I w- I'm more excited about the Dylan White fight because you know this is his first title shot. He, he's he's talked about it. He's he's raved about it, and now he got his first title shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm more excited to see what he's going to do. Are you expecting? Um, I don't know some sort of surprise. I mean, because people are kind of counting him out because they seen what a 40 year old Pavekin did to him. True, but hey, you know, you can count anybody out. You know, what I mean, at the end of the day, it's I'm excited to see what Dylan White is going to do with mm-hmm. his first title shot. You know what is, I mean? Is that a guy you would love to fight? No, nah, I don't like fighting. I do it for the money. I do it for for the for the well, love. A fight with Dylan White means some money. That's definitely some money. But and like I said, no matter who I'm in the ring with, I'm coming to win. So that's that. But like I said, no, nah, I don't like fighting. <laughs> so uh, Big Matthew was telling me that uh, the Fury White card also will have uh, Parker, Joyce, and Anderson on the card. Mm. 
So it's going to be all heavyweights. Uh, I don't know who Park is going to fight. Uh, I, I, is he going to fight Joyce? I heard he's trying to fight. Uh, he's trying to fight Andy Ruiz again. Mm. That's what I heard. But this would be. This is not. He will never get that fight on this card. Andy Ruiz with PBC. This is pretty much a Frank Warren top rank. Matchroom. They worked together before, and uh, I know. you know to get the the Wilder versus Tyson Fury. So, but that was a big that commercial was, fight. That, that was, was a huge. unified, you know, championship. Obviously, AJ is an attraction. No, 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 no. He he's talking about when Fury and Wilder worked together. But oh, that was yeah. that was different. You know, there was money in that fight. A lot of there money. was money in that fight. Uh, so man, so you you do it for the money. So you have no nemesis out there. There's nobody like you got a grudge. If people talk trash to me, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk trash back. You know, I ain't gonna ever go start nothing with nobody. Like I said, I do do it for the money. And I do it for the love. I do it for the for for yeah for the money and the love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna spend that. I can't mm. help it. But I hate losing, so I have to come win. I have to come win. Well, uh, Mr. Rice, those I got actually I got a few questions from our uh, most loyal listeners. First one up, James Valdez in San Antonio. He says, "If you could rematch any of your losses, who would it be, and why that particular opponent?" I don't. I don't really have no no thought process to rematch anybody. Mm. To be honest with you, Just I want to keep moving forward and keep making a ton of more money. Definitely, you know, like I said, I'm coming to win, and, and I hate losing. And this is, you know, you're not going to see me holding back or doubting myself or not trusting myself or, you know, second-guessing myself, which we mm -hmm. all do in life a lot. I'm not doing that no more. I don't do that at all. No more second-guessing. This is who I am. Better, better, better is all I'm focused on. And, and, and honesty, of course, no matter if you like it or not. I don't know if you can see yourself there, but it's probably a side view. Uh, but every time you're talking to me and I'm looking at the monitor, you look like Antonio Tarver with that suit on. <laughs> look at him right there. Come on. Oh, my goodness. You look like Antonio Tarver calling him Showtime fights a couple years back, man. We got the best dad ever in Baltimore who says, who are your favorite fighters to watch? And if Wilder was to return, who would you want him to fight? Uh, favorite fighters to watch, uh, obviously Devin Haney, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, I do love watching Michael Hunter as well. Uh, uh, Roy Jones Jr. as well as Vander. Bro, you keep bringing up Mike, man. Uh, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I heard some things that happened. I heard he that. was not supposed to lose Listen, that fight. I heard he didn't lose. He talking about it was a draw. It was uh, a freaking draw, man. In the eyes of the public, my man lost, and that draw, draw was a robbery. Okay. So let's let's look at it as a draw. But I heard, <laughs> you know, that he actually had some food poisoning. Uh you know, I'm, he ain't going to say this because, you know, he don't make excuses. He come to fight and he handles his business. But I heard, you know, as his buddy, he had some food poison, some salmon. Mm. See? See? Now, I ain't eat no salmon before my fight when I heard that. That's how you know. I, I'm a little superstitious at times. So I ate some sea bass. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I didn't eat any salmon mm. before my fight. In my so you head. really believed him? Yeah. So it was some salmon. He was throwing the salmon up all day one day. You know mm. what I mean? And then... uh they did say he hurt his hand. Oh, he, more than one excuse. But he ain't going to ever say it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I'm they, said, you, they said he hurt his well, hand. Well, we talked about okay. or his people talked to me about, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But he ain't ever going to 
tell nobody this because he 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 lives and dies. Who was with that? Forrest. Forrest yeah. did that song. No, Forrest on some upset mind and shit. You you, yeah, you he, seen his fight with, with Big Bang? Of course. Amazing. I'm watching everybody. Amazing. I was at work watching everybody. Right, I'm telling you, man. Guys like Forrest and yourself have made me change my opinion on the phrase. You know, journeyman, and 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 then it but gives. It's a journey. It's a journey. It is. It we, is. We but but it's that. a negative turn. Like it's perceived negatively, just like gatekeeper. Right. When gatekeeper really means like, yo, you beat this guy, you get a world title shot. Like, 100%. you know what I mean? Like Sean Porter is a gate was before retirement, and without his championship title, a gatekeeper because he's such a name in this sport, such a difficult fight that if you beat this welterweight. Another champion will give you a shot because now you're worthy. You're an elite level fighter. Uh, but the terms, you know, throughout the years, uh, fighters are taking these as derogatory terms. You know, they think they're offensive. Mm. Um, but they also hold that less than feeling like I thought you were less than polite. You know, the Floyd did a great job of selling the O, you know, Um Thurman needs to now destroy Barrios because he's always been the type to say, I got to Oh, I'm not afraid to let it go. Now he's obviously has a loss. Let's see how he bounces back. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, I wish we were more like the UFC where a loss doesn't matter. And I'm forced now to feel that way, like with Jerry Forrest continuing to just look better and better. You, which are two back-to-back wins, for me, unfortunately, I consider them upsets because that was my guy. But, you know, George Aries, he just knocked off the undefeated Cassius Cheney, another one of my fucking guys from Connecticut. Like, And let me tell you, George Aries is Dominican. I'm Dominican. I never thought he'd do that. I didn't even back him like Mexican. He's Mexican. Like, I, oh, just because he's Dominican. No, I'm like, this dude's too short. Dominican Mike Tyson, my at. And look, egg on my face. They both he, undefeated, though. Yeah. They well, they were. Yeah, they you know, he gave that O to poor Cheney, man. Mm. Tough sport, man. I got a couple of people asking, and obviously we know, but they're asking if you quit your job yet. No. Well, you know, that job for me was the job I had to work when I first moved to Las Vegas. You see what I'm saying? What do you do? I work at a gentleman's club. Oh. But I'm, I just check ID, so I'm not in the back. They were smart enough to keep me out the back. The back is where all the people are, you know, oh partying, God. dancing. Yo, how that. does this man work at a strip club? <laughs> they don't keep me in the back, bro. I'm you don't need front. to be in the. You don't need to be in the back. They come out there to smoke. Nah, we all know nah, how strip clubs. Our work. gentleman's club is the biggest one in the world, literally. Oh, okay. it's, it's, you at Sapphire? Yeah, Sapphire's gentleman's club. Uh, is huge. I thought you was gonna say TMT. That's no, not the biggest one. Hell, nah. no, that one's small. So I'm in the hallway. So I'm in the. I'm in the hallway. Like we got a real nice hallway. So you kind of come in the hallway, it's like it's just quiet. The music is still playing, but it's not even playing loud. No wonder women don't believe it. I don't believe yeah, it. So How you going to tell be, me you work at a strip females. club and you don't see females? Yeah, I don't. I li- then you go down the hallway, <laughs> you get to the, to the front there, desk, yeah. then you go into the big old room with all the dancing and all that going on. I'm not in Let me there. I tell you, they got, a, they got a bomb ass restaurant attached to the strip Everything. club. It's called Cantina El Dorado, bro. They got some lobster tacos hmm. out this world. Oh, yes. I can't uh, eat it right You know, now. let me tell you real quick, just because you brought up Sapphire. I went one time. I was actually with a fighter, 
And I'm I'm chilling. I'm not myself. I'm just quiet. I'm in the corner. They're like, yo, what's up? We we gonna get you a lap dance. They pay for the lap dance. What kind of girl you want? Black girl. <laughs> Bro, they brought me a Hawaiian talking about this the closest thing we got. <laughs> there was no black women in there? That many. It's like four or five. That's it. Damn. And I'm talking about, bro, this club is so huge. It's crazy. You would think they'd have an abundance, but mm-hmm. nah. You know, wow. But, you know, uh, they, you know, it's gratitude. You know, I told them, I mean, like I said, they hired me. I ain't have no job. I ain't had no way to make no money. Gambling wasn't going that good. You know, we tried that for a little bit, playing some blackjack. I was going to gamble my way to the top, right? <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, my first, literally my first full-time job, where you had to support yourself. I'm like, man, this is some bull. I'm like, I ain't never had to do this before. <laughs> 30-something years old. Fuck, real life kicked in. <laughs> real life, for real? <laughs> my hours was from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Those are oh. my hours, yo. So I'm like, man, this, but... It works with the training, though, I right? I worked, yeah, I worked throughout the whole time. I even worked uh, when it was at twenty five percent during the pandemic. I didn't get unemployment. Mm. I ain't, I messed that up. So anyway, <laughs> I gave my two weeks notice. He ain't get the bonuses. <laughs> I gave him two weeks notice. You know, what I mean, like I said, they, it was a great job. Like I said, I was able to pay my bills, support myself. They were supportive. Let me come in late. I was coming like an hour late every night. So they was like, okay, well, you know, you know, you're training. So, you know, you get a job where they really care about you as a person, even though you you down there making minimum wage, at least they care. You feel me? At least my bills are being paid. Long story short, I gave them two weeks notice. Then they was like, well, can you just work weekends for a little bit? And I said, okay, I work weekends for just a little bit, you know. But at the Super Bowl weekend, then I'm just full training only. So mm. right now I only work Friday and Saturday. Nice man, because it's, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be a, an amazing feeling though to be able to quit. Yeah, it is. But it's, I wouldn't, you know, I would say I'm happy that I I, I grew. I took the opportunity in boxing to grow, mm-hmm. to change. Because like I said, not only you, but all of Las Vegas thought I was a ten to one underdog. Mm-hmm. So hey. I, did you I, I bet grew. a little bit on yourself? I did not. Damn. I did not, not even Nobody in the rematch? Family? Nah, I did not. I, not even in the rematch? I did not. You tripping. Oh, man. You know what I mean? What? I should have. I know, but it's just, I just go in there just, just pure-minded, pure No, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, man. Just to get in there and win. Wow, so. that is uh, admirable. You, you coming from work, right? Yeah, yeah. I hey, shout, Yeah, shout out to Johnny Wright. Yeah. Remind me of me, shit. Yeah. Came from work, you know what I mean? So uh, I got off at, what, seven? You know, I got there. I was supposed to be there at 10, but I didn't get this up by 11.30. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's just two nights on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm out. But I, I would prefer to be training. Like, if I didn't yeah. go to work, I would have been training. That's the type of guy I am. I'm going to hit the gym, 8.30, 9.30, 10. You know, got to stay in the gym at all times. So that's another reason why I'm going to take it to an even higher level. Because there'll be nothing but training, nonstop focus. And and you know what? Not just that, but you'll actually be able to get that proper rest that yeah. that your body needs. You know that recovery. You know what I'm saying? You'll be able to get that. You'll have the time for that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I'm and I'm happy and I'm grateful. Like I said, the PBC. I'm grateful to Al Heyman. I literally can't quit my job, but I I went and did the two week notice out of respect. And, Absolutely, and, you man. Know what God, I'm God, I need you to bring Jerry Forrest in, man. I interviewed him. I um, don't know Jerry Forrest. But you're going to want to bring him in because he said no other heavyweight trains harder than him. He said these heavyweights out here, they, they faking it. You know, they rely on their height or their power. No one doesn't train as hard as him. 
same thing he did to Zang, he would have done to Big Baby Miller, but Big Baby Miller, you know, pop, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, do you believe that he is a hard worker based off that Zang fight because he got up them three times or? Like I said, you can't argue with you can't argue with with results, and you can't mm-hmm. argue with you know. Like I said, I'm logical. You can't argue what you saw. I mean, we all saw that fight, and it was incredible. You know what I mean? And like I said, we all know as well that the better shape you in, the faster you recover from you know something like. Do going you feel down. he won that fight? Like I said, I don't. Or I don't, deserved the nod. I mean, he uh, which with, with Zang or whatever. I feel like it was a draw. He got knocked down right you three know? times. Yeah, so it was it was a good call for the draw, but still, you know. It shows, yeah, he was in great shape, got a lot of heart, and he trained so, very hard. I got, no, 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 no. I, was, no, I got to uh, put you on the back burner because now that I know that you work at a strip club, the truth is we've been trying to implement, because we got a studio now, so it's like we need Ring Card Girl Wednesdays. Ring Card Girl Wednesdays. I don't know any of the entertainers. They they, they keep me out of trouble. They don't – listen, last time I was Johnny working in the really back, sticking to this, listen, man. Listen, No, he's truthful. Back, he's an honest guy. Last time I was working in the back, it's not even the entertainers. Sometimes the guests – there was some girl trying to give me a lap dance all over me, jumping on beautiful girl too, mm-hmm. and they hit me on the radio like, "Yo, uh, Dang, you got to get rip, back to you the got front." The end piece. They won't even let me stand back there long. That's crazy. That, that you should have told them that's why you quit. <laughs> 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 got me around all them damn ladies. I can't even and, look. Yeah, and they 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 just all over me because you know it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, the, the girls don't really bother. The entertainers don't really bother me. I gotta ask now since the PVC deal because. We've been talking about this the last couple of days. Let's get it. Have you ever spoken to Al? Nah, I ain't never spoke to Al. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Nah, but he just signed, <laughs> yeah, so it's still yeah, too yeah. soon. It's still yeah, too but soon. But it's it's one of our questions. You I know, heard, very- I heard his voice though. I had a meeting with Sean Porter Daddy. That's what I call him, Sean Porter Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Because Adrian Brona. Yeah. But uh, he he uh. So he, Ken plugged you. Yeah, he put Al Heyman See? on the phone. I didn't talk to him, but he was talking. Just yesterday, Andre Bertha was in your court. seat, right? And I'm telling her, and, and he's like, yo, I think I'm the one of the few people that has this type of relationship with Al. I'm like, nah, bro. Ken talks to Al all every time, day. Yeah, he talks to him all the time. Every he day. called him right back, all that good stuff. Every day. I'm you know telling you, I mean? Bertha so. was tight, but so is Ken. Somehow Ken yeah. is like... His man's. <laughs> he him all the time, so I did hear. That's a blessing, man. That's beautiful to hear that he's the one that you know put a good word in for yeah, you, man, did, and made did. the phone call. That's amazing, yeah. man. More people Sean, need to Sean help Porter more people, Daddy's man. The real deal, you know what I mean? He just <laughs> let us in the gym. Uh, what was it? Two days ago, yes, he, he even days. let us record sparring. You gonna yeah. let us record some sparring? I don't see why not. Oh, there we look go. this guy. And, and you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Johnny Rice, he don't lie. Yeah. He's an honest lie. man. He's, so. a, he's <laughs> an honest guy. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest tell the truth. Johnny, so I know this, you know, you just started getting these nice paydays, but do you have any, like, gold buys? Like, anything that you like, when the time is right, you know, and I'm not breaking my bank, I need, right. I'm, I want this or... You know, uh, I want to buy a house. Or... Yeah, I'm definitely trying to buy a house. But. Fucking market is crazy right now. Yeah. So I am turning back to hustling. I am turning back to gambling. Y'all know. Rude, no, rude don't do that. Game. I can't help it. Look, I got to be that Bro, you just got some. Gambling, women, children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to stick to it. No drugs, no alcohol, though. What? And, no. And trying my best not to overeat. So Bro, what's the most you ever lost? Guy. Well, I don't really lose. Let me tell you, man, because I'm going to let you think about it. 
I lost four thousand dollars on roulette. No, I, I was done. Yeah, I ain't never never that. gambled again. But let's say if you put it all together, then you probably can lose a lot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But like at one time. No, I mean at one time. Like yeah, I go to the casino and I lost that four thousand. That's it. Nah. I, I I cut. I stopped cold turkey. I literally never start with again. Hundred bucks, and I try my best to turn that into ten thousand. Okay, but how much is have you lost in one sitting? Well, the most I probably lost is maybe about two or three hundred dollars. Oh wow, oh, yeah, you fucking yeah. you disciplined. Yeah, I yeah. leave, I leave. You're so, actually well, my debit card has a withdrawal limit. Okay. Okay. I can't withdraw over three hundred bucks. Okay. So what what's the most you've won? Most I've won is uh fifteen hundred. Okay, so you ain't turned that into ten thousand. Not yet, not, not yet. I'm my best too. My biggest win was twenty five hundred in Dominican Republic of all places. Like imagine being on vacation and win twenty five hundred dollars. That's incredible. That's amazing. I hope you blew it all. Yo, oh, I won I, oh. I, I, I <laughs> I've told you I've told you the story about uh the day I turned twenty one was the day of Canelo Triple G, the first one. Okay. So at that time I was living on the north side of town, so I go to Aliante, put a hundred dollars on the draw. It was plus twenty five hundred. Mm. Wow. Nice. How I, much you win? I put twenty five hundred. Okay. Yeah, it was I put like four hundred on the first draw for Wilder Fury. That's brilliant. And I was telling people two months early because How much you win for that. Uh, it was um, plus thirty seven hundred. So what's the math on that? So I guess it's a hundred uh, thirty seven seventy four, a hundred and uh, so what fifteen? Four, before hundred was my bet. It's like plus thirty seven. It was a lot. It was a lot. Like bro. Fit, plus thirty seven hundred because you got to figure every hundred on plus thirty seven is three seventy. Fifteen. So three seventy times four. Do three seventy times four. No, not not thirty seven hundred, three hundred and seventy times four. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, fifteen hundred, four eighty, fourteen, fourteen eighty. No, if it's plus thirty seven hundred, then mm-hmm. and you put four hundred. Mm-hmm. Nah, so yeah, because for every hundred, ain't don't you get one three seventy? No, thirty seven hundred. Oh damn! For yeah. every hundred. Yeah, well, I, I won. Everybody knows I showed my slip, and I was telling people so 14, like two 000. months in advance. I just felt. No, definitely not no fourteen thousand. So then it definitely wasn't definitely, plus thirty seven hundred. It was definitely plus thirty seven hundred. If it was definitely plus the plus, I ain't getting no fourteen thousand. Look, though. let me tell you, the plus on any sports bet, if it's plus, maybe it was three seventy. Nah, that's too low that's for too the draw. Low. That's too low. We got to go back and check you, the, you the, the check. odds. I definitely bet four hundred, mm. and uh, the point is, I just felt that boxing politics would take over, and they did. Johnny, you, know? you watch UFC. Mm-mm. Thank God, no, man. The, this guy is my new no, favorite fighter. I was gonna ask Mike Polite. So, don't get mad. So you don't know uh, who John Jones is? Of course I know who John. Jones okay, is. he's a superstar. All right, so, so we got a super chat. <laughs> we got a super chat. Brandon Maurice said Johnny Rice makes John Jones look like Kirk Franklin. No, <laughs> no, because he no just way. said he don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. John, jo- I don't watch UFC, and I know John Jones <laughs> loves yeah. that nose candy, man. Nah, yeah, don't, don't, do don't put my man Johnny in that in that category. <laughs> now nah, is. That's a super chat. No, but um, that's funny. Yeah, that was my biggest bet. It's crazy because I was telling people to bet the Canelo Triple G, the first one to draw months out. I didn't bet it till the day of. I'm telling people to bet it months out. My supervisor put 500 mm. and it was plus 4,000. Walked away what? with 20 racks. Mm. 20 Now that's some money. That's See, some you money. gambling in the wrong sport because you know this sport. Like, why are you on the tables when you know boxing? You know who going to win and who not going to win. I don't know that. What? How am I know You that? got a better understanding than the casual fan. I mean, I could a say A super have, better understanding. I don't know. Because I feel like the fans... Who's winning tomorrow, tonight? 
Thurman or Barrios? I'm gonna be real with you, right? So I did look up the odds. I think Barrios is plus one twenty. He was one sixty about a day ago, like right? Okay. Thurman's talking a lot of trash. He's talking so much trash. He's been talking so for thirty months. So, so, so I'm like, usually when a guy talks that much trash, I'm like, I'm wondering why you're talking that much trash. You know what I mean? Like, so that would sway me to go bet on Barrios, right? Mm. But I'm like, well, I know Thurman's really, really good, so I'm like, and he can back it up. So I'm so like, you I'm hedged not going to bet it all. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were hedged. He's talk. What was that mean? Uh, like also make a bet on Thurman, but in a parlay, so it's okay. cheaper than the Barrios fight. In case Thurman wins, you still make up the money you lost on Barrios. Right, nah. I so like, if you do Thurman, who's the favorite with Leo? Uh, Leo, because that's what I did. Uh, Thurman, Leo. What was this? Hawk, Hawk super chatted the other day, and we 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 did it on my bookie for people to see what the odds was, and you end up with like a plus one ninety for all four A sides. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have been A side Thurman, A side Clarissa Leo, and Eubank. A side Clarissa, A side Eubank is a plus one ninety. So a hundred gets you one ninety plus your hundred back. And those guys ain't going to lose. Clarissa ain't about to lose in nah, a tune-up. I mean, it could happen. Like, obviously, AJ lost in, in the Andy fight, five weeks of replacement. But, like, that girl, I don't know that she's Andy. I she told, do look butch, though. I told she looked you, very tough. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, that's the only, like, for sure win. Like, what, Clarissa's? I mean, a lot of people feel Barrios could win. A lot of people feel, feel Leo could lose. Could lose to... Uh, hmm. You know, um, but that's only because they think he's still knocked out. Like, oh, after a knockout like that, you don't come back the same as what, you know, the social media streets are saying. Right, they ain't see Evander Holyfield in. Yeah, yo, it was crazy. Uh, Barrios was heavier than Thurman. Very, what? very, very bigger than. Yeah, Thurman, he's taller so. too, right? He, he's taller, yeah. but he's the one moving up. Yeah, he's okay. the one moving up in where a lot of people, uh, the public, felt that maybe. Thurman being out for 30 months, maybe he's having weight issues. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, let me see if I can uh, screen share this. Someone sent me Thurman's like last five weigh-ins, all of the pictures, and they're like, bro, Thurman is on. He's never been this cut. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to try and screen yeah, share. Yeah, I mean, you know, AJ's pretty cut. and AJ. Let me uh, get a screen share, uh, Kian, please. So this is Danny. And Thurman. And look, no visible six-pack right here for Thurman. Right? Danny definitely looks more cut here in this way in than him. All right? And then uh, this is yesterday with Barrios. Look at the difference in Thurman. You know, so he might be focused. He might be dialed in. He might be tired of us talking all the shit that we talk. Look at him here again. I mean, he's ribbity rip right here. Hmm. And let's just get a little more zoom. Look at that. He is rip. Barrios, you know. He might have, like, not, you know, did as much as he normally does because he had that seven pounds extra this time around because look at his stomach. Yeah, but, you know, it's also harder for Mexicans to get that definition. And look, they, at, look at Keith here, right? And this one is, I don't even know what fight, what it says, Lopez, the one everybody thinks, you know, the one round all of a sudden made him a loser. But look at that. He's not ripped. He wasn't focused. I think the focus in the hunker is back. And it shows physically uh, that he put in the work. You could cut it, uh, Keen, because we're all in my messages. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I'm not going to bet against him, you know what I mean? But just the trash talk mm -hmm. would make me want to bet against him, you know what I mean? 
But I'm going to just watch the fight and enjoy it like a fan. They said, uh, somebody said, JD said the only reason he looks like that is because he shaved his stomach hair off to chill out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who said that, JD? Yeah. In the uh, chat. Uh, let me see what JD is that. From Texas? I don't know. But, um, Jonathan, man, I want to thank you, obviously, for coming in, especially after work of a third after shift. Work. You know, uh, you are a trooper. We appreciate you, man. Uh, I, I, you know, I want nothing but success for you, man, because obviously this sport is built on that. This is a blue-collar sport. You know, you you given the Rocky story, you know. Uh, people counted you out, and here you are with, with two. Uh, would you call these your biggest wins? Yeah. Well, there you go. But Congrats. I got to get them bigger. Yeah, for sure. This can't be enough. You know what I mean? I got to get bigger. So, uh, yeah. Um, social yeah, media. got to get bigger. Give so, out that social media so anybody who isn't following you can do so. And I'll oh, go yeah. ahead and screen um, share. Forever Johnny Rice on uh, Instagram. And like I said, you know, you got to be forever who you are. You know what I mean? You, you got to just be you at the end of the day and, and love yourself and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Don't mm -hmm. hide yourself. Be yourself. Forever Johnny Rice. We and if you're it. a single lady and you're in the boxing <laughs> and you don't mind him having another single lady who's in the boxing, DM him. Yeah, man, DM me. I'll be DMing <laughs> girls. I'll be trying. I'll be trying. <laughs> they, don't, they don't write me back. <laughs> they don't write me back. You, know you got to I mean? get that belt. Once you put the belt nah, on, he, your, on your I'm avatar. A, I'm going to be honest. He just needs the blue tech mark. I yeah. applied for it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Girls see that blue tech mark. And man. it's over. <laughs> Now, PBC will probably get you that, man. Holla at yeah, Sylvia, man. man. Tell Sam get the work, man. But like I said, I'm going to just let everything flow. Like I yeah. said, I got off work. Y'all was like 7.30. I'm like the a.m., like in the, in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't wake what, up early. What it is, you know, he was on the East Coast. So right now, 9 a.m. is the time he starts on the East Coast. Yeah. So, so I'm just trying to keep in. the same flow. People already Damn, knew we good. was a morning show. But I actually got a few more questions from the public. We got Steven in the UK says, hi, Johnny. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, as you said, Hergovich is supposedly the new boogeyman. Who do you truly rate in the heavyweight division as a fighter? Shout out to you for showing up in a suit and tie. That's how you do an interview. You need to get that. I like double standards only on my only for me on a shirt. So he wants you to get that phrase on a shirt. I might have to. <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm a, um, I'm watching. I, well, I really do like Joe Joyce right now. He he's a real boogeyman. You know what I'm saying? In my honest opinion. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna see. You know, like I said, uh, I was very surprised when they made him fight Daniel Dubois the first time. Two undefeated heavyweights like that. So. We're gonna see when Joe Joyce fights for his world title. That's what most I'm excited for right now. And we got Brandon in Houston says, yo, Johnny, it's Brandon, the remote producer of the show. What did you think of Mr. PBC's intro? You heard it earlier that you had on it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I'm happy I made it. I had you on it. it. Sorry. I'm, I'm happy. I loved it. You know, it's the truth. You know, hey, I can quit my job now, baby. That's the <laughs> truth. You know, like I said, I'm just a little bit, you know, running into my gratitude right now. But after the Super Bowl, it's a wrap. I'm, I'm all boxing, all in, coming to win. Heavyweight champion of the world. That's so y'all y'all follow my journey because I'm gonna be truthful and transparent. Brandon Maurice back again. He says, from one player to another, you've officially made me a fan champ. My man. With that being said, what do you prefer? Classy nine to five ladies or the IG baddie city girl type? Ooh, and like I said, as long as it's natural. I like natural women. You know oh, you saying? don't like no 
enhance women? I can do I can do the fake boobs, but I do like the real booty. So so if they get like a BBL, I don't get what's the difference. Like I've had both, like I'm a real out. natural soft fat ass. Oh damn! But then I've also been with women that have injections or you like you said BBL. That shit. I actually don't mind the ones that's rock hard. I've been to them strippers in New York City. You know what? Go to Sin City, them damn things. <laughs> I, li- I don't mind them rock hard nah, ones, man. man. They don't even sound interesting. Yeah, I like man. them. They when they firm like that, like a basketball. Like, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with you know, even if you it's like a, soft. even if it's a small booty, I just like natural. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I like the big booty ladies. Well, all right, Johnny, man, we do appreciate you, man. This was a fantastic interview. Thank you for your time. We definitely look forward to getting you back, especially since you're in the city. So the minute you get anything announced, come through the studio. Hit us up so you can come through. We appreciate you. Uh, Any Super Chats we left behind? Because I'm going to go ahead and end it right here so Um, we can get another photo op. Worked out great. One second. Where to go? It just wasn't on the topic. I'll refresh. It was uh, it was a minute ago. After, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, all right. It looks like yeah. Now we did it. Oh, we got the one from from Brandon on the super chat. And Mr. PBC says refresh. He must have put something. Let's check. Come on, don't be holding my man. Out. He ain't get to sleep yet. <laughs> right, right. All right, all right. We got Mr. PBC. Shout out to you. I made money on you twice. Uh, with the polite coffees fans, they can't fuck with that basmistic rice or basmati rice. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, basmati rice. Okay, I never ate no basmati rice. What the fuck is that? It's you know, the, uh, they serve it with like if you go to like a kebab spot like in New York, uh-huh. like that's the rice that. Yeah, kebab. I love the kebab yeah. spots. Mm. I did some uh, halal spots, yeah. never no kebab spot. But uh, all right, well that is everything. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Keenan, you can end it. We appreciate you uh, for holding us down today, George. You as well. I want to thank uh, Jeremiah Milton for coming through, and also shout out Johnny Rice. Uh, thank everybody that tuned in. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. Future present past it helps with the visibility of this show to put this show in front of eyes of other boxing fans who haven't met. The new superstar, Johnny Rice, man. Every guy's favorite fighter out here, man. man. Knocking him down in the ring, knocking him down in the sack, man. We all going to be living vicariously through you now, man. Let's do it. Let's go. Social media? Mine's is NestGTO. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGTO. And obviously follow the Boxing Voice on all forms of social media. Ringwalk Danny. Ringwalk Danny on all social media. All right. Later. Johnny. That was amazing.